¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? Loyal members of the Wrestle Talk family, allow me to be the first to welcome you in to episode 393 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. And no, we are not going on this voyage alone tonight, my friends. We've got a lineup of co-hosts and guests that are absolutely going to blow your socks off baby so before we get into the sponsors before we get in to all the chicanery and shenanigans that we're going to be getting into tonight allow me to welcome in the first man that's going to be joining me during tonight's broadcast the one the only ladies and gentlemen the voice of dynamo pro wrestling dj big sexy stl chris Rodog. Rodell! Well, hello, my my friend. How are you? Pasa, que pasa, que pasa. <laughs> so happy to be back. I feel like it's like been forever since I've hosted the show. Let me tell you something, man. I couldn't have picked a better day to be back on the show. What an absolutely spectacular lineup of talent we've got for today's show, Rodell. I know we got two big guests, uh, Tyler Bodine, and someone that's I'm gonna I'm gonna tune in definitely uh, the second hour with Luke Langley. Um, he made some waves this weekend over in the KC area, Journey Pro Wrestling. Uh, Did he ever? My goodness. That boy I mean, went straight savage mode. Right. He super, he super kicked. I guess that's the, is that the owner or the promoter or someone of Journey Pro? I mean, you can't just be kicking promoters like that. I mean. Just basically kicked the dog shit out of Walter. Yes, it was. Um, it was what you would come to expect. From a man who has decided to align himself with the monarch, Jeremy White. We'll be getting into that. We'll be getting into that, though. Yeah. During the second hour, bro, Luke Langley's going to join us. We're going to have a, a spectacular interview with him. Before we go any further on the guests and stuff like that, Big uh, uh, big Sexy, what the hell have you been up to, bro? I see your Dynamo Pro logo rocking big time. I know you see my Lumberjack shirt. Lumberjacks for life. Just inducted into the Missouri uh Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame this past weekend. Uh, we had Luke Roberts, uh, Skywalker. He, he uh, represented the Wrestle Talk podcast at the show. So, and it was it was a great it was a great time. A little bit of sadness with you know the the sudden passing of uh, Carl Hour and uh, and then remembering Izzy Blackwell and uh, Pimpin' Al Blundy. So it was it was a uh, kind of an emotional roller coaster from what I hear. Well, and the crazy thing is, the uh, members of the Wrestle Talk family may or not may or may not know this but carl lauer was scheduled to join us on the show just a couple of weeks ago and we weren't able to get the technology part of it figured out road dog right so he didn't join us we were working on the reschedule and then bam unfortunately man we lost a legend in the midwest pro wrestling game r.i.p to our guy carl lauer and his beautiful family i really wish we could have got him on that day because we would have been the last to ever interview him unfortunately that didn't come to fruition but you knew that we had his respect because right. he's not a kind of guy to do a lot of interviews and he was going to come on the show again it was just one of those technological mr issues that mr. got in the way man mr mr cauliflower alley club uh is what they it's what they called him uh mr C-A-C-N-E. And, but but I'm gonna tell you this weekend it's gonna be a great weekend for Dynamo Pro. Uh, I wish you were up here in the St. Louis area because we got the we got Cinco de Mayo. We are back at the Cinco de Mayo festival Saturday night or Saturday afternoon. 
It is an all-day festival with tacos and street corn and margaritas and wrestling and lucha libre. It just it's, it's going to be a great afternoon of action. Uh, we started. Oh, what you mean? I was at the first one, dog. Yeah, I was at the very first one. There was all my gente, all my my people, my familia. They were out on the street. It's such uh, a it's such a what, what was that? What was that? It's it's such a great time. I tell you, it is okay. really it is a great time. People coming together, having margaritas and cervezas and stuff like that. Just have just having a good old time, having enjoying some wrestling. Uh, hope hopefully you'll be pray for a beautiful day. We pray for we pray for that beautiful day that's going to be happening. Um, and we got four, we actually have four shows that day, noon, two, four, and six. And the best, the best, you'll love the you price. Know, an evil gym for a reason. Only an evil person would throw four shows in one day when it's hot as Arizona. In good old thing, <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> but, it's got, but it's got the best price of all free, uh, free, free, free 99. 99. $3.99? $3.99. No cards. It's open to the public. It's part of the festival. So, Bro, I remember on. Skywalker uh, doing one of those shows. He ended up being the referee uh -huh. for all four shows the very first time. Bro, I swear my man lost like six pounds that one day. It was yes. out of control. Oh, and that's not the Chris, by the way, on uh, YouTube, peeping us out. And our boy checking in from the beautiful city of Topeka, Kansas, the one and only Rep Pinky. Shout out to you guys. You're going to yeah. say that. Oh, I was just going to say, that's not the only time Luke's done that at a festival. We did the Taco Festival, the, the the Day of the Blues, the St. Louis Blues Stanley Cup Parade. We were at a Taco Festival at Union Station. Um, it was it was just some, it was a random Taco Festival that rolled through town. It happened to be on the Blues uh, uh, Parade. Had a great time. He did almost 20, I believe he almost did 20 matches in 90, de 90 degree heat. <laughs> My man does not look like he's got the cardio for that, but hey, if he did it, and you were there for it, then I, I, I got to take care of your word. He I was take care of your word. He, he was pretty worn out after. I don't, I don't know how he got home. I don't know how he drove home. I hope his wife. I think his wife might have been there that day too. Um, but it, it was it was it was hot. It was but it was a fun, it was a fun day. So well, speaking of hot Rodell, we got to get into it, baby, because it's not a wrestle talk podcast without us fulfilling our tradition. And you know what that tradition is, man? That is paying homage. Oh, to the greatest country on God's green earth, ladies and gentlemen, we present to you the Wrestle Talk Podcast National Anthem. Ah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Well, there it is, ladies. Oh, not again, not again. Please, not again. <laughs> there you are, ladies and gentlemen, the Wrestle Talk Podcast National I Anthem. We're going to get into the sponsors here momentarily, but Rodell, I've got another special guest that I want to bring oh. on, okay? Ooh. And then, shortly thereafter, my permanent host for the evening should be joining us the one and only the illustrious the president of professional wrestling richard douglas will be joining us before you go though rodell any final thoughts 
for the faithful of the Wrestle Talk podcast and the pro wrestling community. Well, I, I just want everyone to give Dick Douglas as much trouble as you can because he was booed out of the Concordia Turner's Hall again. again. On, <laughs> again I say again. Um, he 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 threatened to kick some people out again. You know, I mean, he's, he he keeps saying that we are. Uh, he was mad, he was mad because he wasn't in the Keon Option Battle Royal. He he was he I guess he was told that he was going to be, but he ended up not being in there. They I, I don't know I don't know that's backstage stuff, so I don't deal with that. Um, shout out to CJ Shine. CJ Shine won the uh, second annual Keon Option Battle Royal. It is the new Dynamo Pro D1 champion. Um, so make sure we give uh, Dick Douglas a whole bunch of trouble. Um, I was just coming in. Just to uh, get things get things started for you guys, and uh, I'm glad I get to see you. I know we've been talk we've been talking about uh, hitting a show here soon. Um, hopefully this hopefully this summer. Do that. We, do that. Hopefully this summer. But you know I, what? I, I can see the desperation in your face. Did you just tell me that you couldn't hear Roseanne? I could not hear Roseanne. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me try it one more time. Oh no! Don't don't tour. If, if, the, if the people can hear it, then that, that's fine. Can you hear it? I cannot hear it. It's very low. Okay, it's very low now. You can hear it, but it's low. Okay, low. I'm going to go ahead and continue working on that, guys. I want to make sure that we get the levels right. I because sure you guys because everyone, needs to hear, everyone needs to hear the Roseanne National Anthem. All right, right? hold on. It's a little bit better. It's still low. I don't know. I, I don't know what. Is that a little bit better? It, 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 just a little bit. Just slightly. Okay, cool. I'm going to continue working on that. No worries, baby. Okay. Oh, apparently the apparently the fans could hear it. So, yeah, I guess that's all. Let's go. <laughs> I was I was spared, I guess. So, okay. Wait, right. wait, we'll, we'll, we'll have to talk about wait, that during therapy. Wait. Um, oh, one more thing before one more thing I, before I go. One yeah, of our up? friend one of our friends is celebrating a birthday today. He's been on the show before. Okay. He's from the outside the outside the uh Ring pod, podcast here in STL. Our boy the MMWA commissioner Shaft. Today is his 64th birthday. So, happy Happy birthday to Big Shaft. Shout out to the true legend, baby Shaft, man. A so, true Midwest pro wrestling pillar. Shaft, also a huge supporter of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Yes. So. Every 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 time I go down here, he always says he lo- he loves the podcast and he loves the interaction between our podcasts. So I mean, I I've gone on his po- I've gone on his podcast before. So it's it's wrestling is wrestling. We we gotta support each other, right? Absolutely. Well, Rodell, thank you for being here, brother. I really appreciate you me uh, you helping me hold down the fort for the first few minutes. I'm going to go ahead and bring on my next special guest of the evening, bro. You have yourself a great night. You too, Renee. I love you guys. Talk to you soon. Peace. Deuces. All right, there, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Chris Rodell. Still working on the audio issues, guys. Be patient. It's been a few weeks since I've been on. As you guys know, I've had a whole lot going on in my life, so... Thank you for being patient. I really, truly do appreciate it. Now, before Dick Douglas joins us on the show, I wanted to invite a special individual in, a man who I consider to be a brother, a business partner, and just an overall freaking awesome dude. Now, typically, you guys can hear him every single Thursday at WrestleTalkPodcast.com for the FWWC Tonight podcast, but this week... He decided to pop in for just a moment here on the WrestleTalk podcast, not only because it's his birthday week, but also because FWWC year 10 is getting ready to kick off in just a matter of days. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome in for just a brief moment, the originator, the creator, the hit administrator of the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, Amigos, Dewan Mills. 
Salute, salute. Oh, I, I was almost afraid you wouldn't be able to see it. Can you hear me, Night Owl? Can you hear me? Can you see me? Oh, Are we loud good? Loud and clear, Daddy. Loud and clear. Can you hear me? Cool. I can hear you loud and clear. We're good. Let's go. I love so it. So here's the deal. So since you said I had to be on the show tonight and I had yeah. to put on a shirt, because <laughs> after 7 p.m. I don't wear a shirt because I'm old. <laughs> Thanks for the birthday shout out. My birthday was yesterday, 37, all good. Uh, but since you said I had to put on a shirt, I wanted to wear a very special shirt. Now, I'm not sure if you can see that. Can I you kind of see that autograph? Yeah. Back in 2013-14, Mick Foley did a comedy show at a, I want to say he was at a Legends Comedy Club or somewhere. The improv, the improv. Uh, and this is a actual legitimate Mick Foley autograph from 2013-14. This is the first time I've worn the shirt since then. It's a little bit tighter, but since we're on the WrestleTalk podcast tonight, baby, I wanted to go ahead and fly it. Since you made me put on a shirt, I'm going to put on a good shirt. And you talk about gimmicks. What's up, man? You, are we doing the lights thing? Is that is that is that what's up now? Is it, it works, LED? Bro. It works. Yeah. It works. Is it LED light now? Yeah, yeah. Bro, I got the LED lights. And then <laughs> shout out, shout out to my boys uh, at uh, King K slash Retro Zone. Uh, so they found some old school um, wrapping paper. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me let me go back to the single. They found some old yeah. school wrapping paper. So you guys remember the white wall that was be uh, behind me before with a few posters here and there. Took it down. Now I got the NWO throwback nineteen. Like I think this was probably ninety seven. Wow. Uh, wow. Wrapping paper that never got used. So here Woo! we are, baby, trying to make. Where the hell is? Where did you find that? That's dope. Yeah, yeah, where did you find zone. that? Retro zone. Yeah. Park Mall. Yeah. Man, yeah. How we do it? But anyway, I, we're not here for yeah, that. Let's move on to business. And it's funny because we've got people inquiring. Dewan Mills, year 10 of the FWWC. What can you tell us? I know there's some you can't tell us, but what can you tell us? Because I hear there's a lot of major changes going on in the FWWC. So share with us in just a brief few moments what we can expect for year 10 in the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion? Well, what you can expect, number one, is uh, obviously, as stated before, there will be no more brand battles. The brand battle is over. This isn't year 10 of the brand battle. <laughs> Trust me, the brand battle didn't even go 10 years. Um, what you can expect is, from a performance perspective, a little bit more structure when it comes to the matches and things of that nature. Um, it's easy to throw some kind of card together when it comes to fantasy wrestling and pit people against each other. But as they always say in the world of professional wrestling or whatever we're doing, it has to make sense. Or at least it has to kind of make sense. And not saying the way that we th did things in the past 10 years, because we've been around for 10 years, didn't make sense. But in any business or in any walk of life, not only do you have to grow, you have to get better. So what you can expect is better matches, better storylines, more of a dependable source to go to when it comes to what you want to do or who you want to work with in the FWC, things like that. Because I know that was a complaint for a while. I used to work with this guy. I had like five matches with him on Monday. And then we had three matches on Friday. And now I'm wrestling to him or I'm in a fantasy match with him again on Sunday. That doesn't make any sense. Those days are gone. No repeat matches. If we can help them help it, and every storyline, every person involved will have a source to go to, it's going to make sense. And I know you and myself, Night Owl, are working diligently hard trying to make it better. 
Right, absolutely. And let me just say, and, and this is a tidbit, something that we had not shared before. I'm going to go ahead and break some news here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Let's see if we can get this drop going. Let's see if we can hear it. Kyle can hear it. I'm not sure if it's because we're on, but I can. There we go. Good. All right. Did that come across okay? Came across okay. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of breaking news. And this is for you chumps in the FWWC that don't check out the Wrestle Talk podcast. If you ain't checking out the podcast, you're slipping on your pippin, slacking on your mackin. Okay? I like that. I like that. <laughs> okay. So here's the deal. Just one more tidbit. This year, the FWWC will be booked as a traditional professional wrestling promotion. And that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Take that as you will, members of the FWWC and fans of the FWWC. We're going to book it like an old-fashioned promotion. If you know anything about how an old-fashioned promotion works, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you have no idea, ask a friend. But that's it, Dewan. We're going to get into some more details this upcoming Thursday. I don't want to spoil it because I know you got a lot of information you got to drop on the folks. But, bro, how excited are you that we're going from kind of letting the superstars book their own matches with some involvement from the general managers to now having a more traditional booking style? Be brief. Be discreet. But tell us how you feel. I like it. It's new. It's exciting. And I'm ready. That's brief and discreet. <laughs> <laughs> my guy, my guy, my guy. What's up, Rodell? I see you, baby. How you Yo, doing, sir? A lot of love. Straight man. up. A lot, lot of love from Straight up. the uh, members of the Wrestle Talk podcast team for Dewan Mills. Well, Dewan, before you go, there's one other bit of business that I wanted to discuss with you, and that has nothing to do with FWWC. This is more of a pro wrestling question. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to actually give you the opportunity, because you're always so good at this stuff, mm-hmm. to answer our first ever WrestleTalk podcast fan question of the night. And here it is. This question will be posted throughout the remainder of the evening, and we want to hear feedback from the members of the WrestleTalk family. Okay? If you have a dope response, and we think it's worthy, give me just a second. All right. Oh, 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 oh. oh no way. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I thought I Oh, 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 oh. If, oh. If you can answer tonight's question of the night, oh, oh, oh. we will give out to you an NWO oh. lunchbox, fresh off the shelf, still in the packaging, oh. uh, uh, still in the packaging, courtesy of our boy Oni and the members of the FWWC. This is everyone is eligible. You don't even have to be an FWWC person uh, to answer this question. But there it is, the one you see it at the bottom of the screen. FWWC courtesy. I mean, courtesy of FWWC. We're going to be giving away this lunchbox. But the question is, given the choice, what promotion would you go see above all others? Meaning, if I could give you a ticket to go see any pro wrestling show, one night, one night only, VIP seating, everything's paid for, parking, the whole nine. Where are you going and why? Go ahead, Dewan. Drop it on us. New Japan 
pro wrestling. Whoa. Wrestle Kingdom to be specific. And here's why. We see, I've seen pretty much damn near every show in the States. Uh, WWE, independent shows, KCXW, Dynamo Pro, Mesa shows. I've never been out of the States to see wrestling. Especially. Well, we gotta go to Tijuana. We gotta go to Tijuana. I know. Here's the thing. I was going to say. I was going to say AAA at first. I was going to say AAA at first. But I'm a big tradition guy. Pro wrestling is damn near religion in Japan. The respect, the admiration, the culture they have for the wrestlers. And the one thing I noticed specifically, as the wrestlers are performing, you can hear a pin drop because they respect the moves. They respect. And what you don't hear, here's how good they are. You really don't hear a lot of calls, do you? You don't hear a lot of John Cena's tag, jump, move. No. In New Japan, it is run like a fine-tooth comb. I'd love to go over to Japan and check the, uh, check out a show over there. Okay. And by no the doubt. question by our boy, Big Country, Matt Stockdale, are we talking past or present? We're talking present. And, present. and really the question, and um, th this segment, by the way, is inspired by uh, Dick Douglas. He, he said, hey, you know what? Uh, I need more followers. I need more people donating to my cause. I need more people to buy my propaganda. So what we're going to do is we're going to put a question out there. <laughs> At least we're being honest. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> told, it was a great idea. And, and we were asking the question, bro, because wrestling always kind of goes through a drought immediately after WrestleMania. It's about two months, almost three. Once, once um, SummerSlam really starts winding up, that's when people, I think, get back into it. But yeah, the question is today, given one option above all others, which one you go see? And Dewan, believe it or not, my friends, has chosen New Japan Pro Wrestling. Keep those answers coming. If you got something good, we're gonna go ahead and give this to you. And Dewan, if nobody can beat your take, you take this thing home, baby. How do you like that? Hey, I'll take it, man. But I will <laughs> say real quick, go this ahead. answer doesn't count. But if we were talking about the past. It would have to be a WCW show because I never had the opportunity to go to not one WCW show in my lifetime. Nitro was at Kemper uh, Arena two or three times. Slamboree 99 was in St. Louis. Never had one opportunity to see WCW live in action. So if I could take it back, uh, uh, blast to the past, I'd go to one of those shows. All right, That's all I got. Just call my homie Marty McFly, bro. We got you. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's go. One, and we got a couple answers, bro. We'll catch you on the flip side, man. Uh, at WWC tonight, every Thursday, Thursday 7.30 p.m. at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. You already know what it is. You're yep. right up. Peace. All right, we got a couple of answers coming in. Susie Haas out in uh, the Virginia, West Virginia area saying Impact Wrestling. Curious to know why that is. Let us know why, Susie. NWA by El Luchador de Kansas City. Um, we got, uh, I would like to see SICW. At the GCS ballpark, if Kurt Angle would come back and wrestle against Superstars Defender with the late great Harley Race. Okay, you know, Aaron, I love you, buddy, but some of your takes are just way off the wall. <laughs> I got to be honest. <laughs> All right. And, yeah, okay, there you go, Susie. We did get you on the impact deal. Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen, before we bring on our illustrious co-host for the evening, he would call himself the main host or the primary host, but in reality, when you're late, you're the co-host. Before we get there and allow you to continue to answer tonight's question of the night, allow me to remind you guys that the WrestleTalk podcast would not be where it is without you, the members of the WrestleTalk family, but without our illustrious sponsor. So allow me to give them a shout out. Everything Combat, Kingcade Arcade, 
Esports Bar KC, I-70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation. We just talked to the owner just a few minutes ago. Painter's Dream Production, get Will uh, Perry. Perry is dealing with some back issues. You had to have surgery. We love you, brother. Rathbun Engraving, home of the Russell Talk Podcast mug. Meet Fiesta KC Party Rentals, Noberman's Barber Lounge, and, of course, the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the FWWC. All that said, my friends, let's go ahead and do the damn thing and bring on a man that we have been waiting for for almost 30 minutes now. The one and only, folks, the proprietor of the city on the hill, the one, the only, don't forget to unmute yourself, my friend, the president of professional wrestling, Richard Douglas. You know, Renee, uh, quite frankly, I want to address something, uh, including my delay of appearance. Uh, well, quite frankly, I don't think the state of Missouri knows how to do road construction very well. And it got so bad that I had to send away my driver, okay? And I had to drive home myself in a rental car, okay? In a rental oh, car. A Tesla? I'm sorry, you had to rent a Tesla? It's terrible. So sorry. It's terrible. Oh, but, oh, you know, you, oh, and I appreciate, yeah, well, I appreciate the, the, the pleasantries of president of wrestling. But let's be honest, I want to be president of a television wrestling company. You know, I think that's what our campaign's striving for so elegantly. And, uh, you know, by the way, uh, I would go back to attending ECW. You know, I think that's a good thing. I, I, I think ECW would be a fun one to watch. However, however, uh, ethically, mm, I don't know if I could be a part of that pro, uh, promotion. You know, I, I just think it's... Oh, yeah, you're so clean-cut and well-mannered. Okay, yeah, of course, ECW would not be for you. Uh, ah, no, but it's okay. You, uh, you know, and uh, by the way, thank you for calling out uh, that awful, that just rotten, you know, take earlier. We got to be honest with ourselves if we want to grow, right? I mean, that's just <laughs> the only way we can do things here, transparently. <laughs> But how are you? How are you the night well, month? I'm doing great. And I got to say, Richard, you, you, you contributed quite well. You were somewhat or almost not insufferable in our pre-show meeting last night. And I have to admit, this is a great idea. This WrestleTalk podcast fan question of the night. I know that you were kind of going back and forth on what you wanted that question to be. You couldn't oh, quite decide on it. It's okay. We'll go ahead and do it again once we're hosting again. But this is what I came up with. And we've already seen a couple of different answers. Impact Pro Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling. We've seen NWA. Let me ask you the same question. Given the opportunity, given one first class, front row, VIP, all expenses paid to any professional wrestling show or promotion, you can only go to one, which one would you choose today and why? I'm very curious. I'm going to go NWA. And here's why, because I've already I've been to all the others and, you know, I like what the NWA is doing. What they did uh, with power, I thought was going to take off. I really did. I thought it was just set up so well uh, with the way they're streaming. I don't know how they're doing now, but uh, NWA, you got so many legends and so many great talent from the indie scene. You know, I've been to AEW. I've been to, a, you know, a couple of WWE shows and, you know, those are fun. Um, but for the uh, the thrill of just going to watch some good uh, St. Louis style wrestling, uh, that only Dick Douglas knows how to highlight. Uh, I would go NWA. Oh, take it easy. What do you mean? You're the only one that knows how to highlight. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? You ever heard heads? of a guy named, uh, 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 you know, Evil Jim Yunt? You ever heard of a guy uh, named Herb Simmons? I mean, come on. Stop what, that. Well, I didn't he say I was a promoter. 
didn't okay. say I was a promoter. Uh, okay. Evil Jim and I have worked very well. He's been working with my campaign to get us on to, in a transparent fashion to uh, to highlight some of our platforms. But let's be honest here. I think it'd be great to kind of have that old school feel again and to be front row to have kind of a night where I bring the staff and we all kind of get a little loaded and blame it on an intern, you know, and watch some good NWA wrestling again. And Chris Rodell, he can boo me all he wants, but let's be honest, he was cheering for me when all of his friends turned their backs. So let's Well, this is now the third straight time that you get bullied out of the Concordia Gymnasium. (laughs) It's the third time in a row. Have you not learned your lesson? No, man. Here's what happened. Did you you watch the video last time? Of course I watched the video. Here's what happened. For the folks at home, I was getting cheered. Cheered. When I came out to Concordia the first time, but they were so offended by Dynamo Pro's management by not letting me compete in the Keon Option Battle Royal because of, quite frankly, biasness and lobbyists that control the company. That's why they started booing. They were booing Dynamo Pro. They weren't booing me. They were cheering me the entire time. They were booing Dynamo Pro. Sir, you're a liar and your nose should be growing just Every word that comes out of your mouth, bro, I've been to Dynamo Pro. As a matter of fact, I was going to Dynamo Pro shows when you were still in diapers, my guy. And True. they never would boo Dynamo Pro wrestling. Yeah, they might boo, you know, Dirty, Dirty Jake Durden when he's kind of being a jerk. They might boo Steve Fender. They might boo that kind of guy. But they would never boo Dynamo Pro wrestling. You, you, it's blasphemous. What you're Not when Dick right Douglas is grace in St. Louis wrestling with the exactly, chance to Exactly, they're booing you. You're the common denominator. I'm trying to tell you that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to agree to disagree, my friend, on this one. Uh, but, uh, you know, oh, look at this. Last time I was went to an Impact show was interesting. I didn't know they ran in Kansas City very often. Do they, Renee? Uh, I'm not sure. I was not. Hold on. When did I move to Kansas City? I moved to Kansas City in like 2002. So, yeah, they may have, they may have been running at that time. But to be honest, I, I probably wasn't, you know, Impact interesting. is really not my thing. It's not my thing. Well, you know, I, and all the, also, can you pull up Susie Haas's comment over here? This 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 one, this defamatory one under Dick Douglas is the best. Listen, I haven't had enough time to start drinking yet. But believe me, after this show, we might do a little bit of uh, drinking with the interns. Well, you're late to the party. Amen to that. But, um. You know, I'm just excited. We got two great this? guests. How many people board. did you pay off the comment on tonight's show, bro? I got to know. Yeah. Whenever we start to see trends, right, it's the trains rolling now. I knew it would take a long time. My team said it'd take years. I said, give me six months. And uh, all of a sudden, it just started rolling. And now we're here where we're getting ready to take off, folks. Get on board. And by the way, I oh, want to uh, address God. some things real quick before we go into anything else. Uh, the website. Websites being revitalized. We're changing uh, domain names because we need to save wrestling. We we don't need to create a city on the hill anymore. We're trying to save wrestling from dying, and that's what this website's going to highlight. Uh, the store is getting put into it. Uh, great team working on it. I literally have nothing to do with it, and I think that's for the best. And uh, I just uh, I'm just told what to say. So keep an eye out on that, dude. Did you turn all my friends against me? Look at what this. the hell is going on here tonight? See what happens. See what happens. A train is rolling. And by the way, Herb Simmons, good evening to you, sir. It's so I love having a mind like Herb Simmons. Stop jumping ahead of me on the comments. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Oh my god. Okay. You know what? (laughs) But how are you, Renee? You seem a little frustrated. Oh man. You know, I try to have a great time, bro. You know, and then people come on and I love the Hall of Famers, bro. But it's night with a K, night owl, not you know what? When you're a Hall of Famer. Like my boy Andy, you got to get, you know, Lumberjacks for life, baby. Congratulations. By the way, let me give a big shout out 
to all the attendees and the recipients of the Midwest Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, what an incredible moment to have so many legendary people in one place at one time just this week. And, you know, Dick, I, I'm going to ask you to kind of um, to kind of come out of your comfort zone here a little bit because I know being genuine and organic doesn't come easily for you. Okay. But, but um, we lost Carl Lauer just a few days before he was inducted into the Midwest Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. We lost Carl Lauer just a few days after he was scheduled to be on the Wrestle Talk podcast. I mean, we really, really, truly missed an, a phenomenal opportunity to interview a true legend of Midwest Pro Wrestling. Um, this shouldn't be hard, but Dick Douglas, your thoughts on Carl Lauer, whether you knew him or not, I know you know the name and what he meant to this area. How disheartening was it to know we were this close to getting the very last snippet of Carl Lauer and due to technological issues, we ended up missing on that opportunity, man. A true heartbreaker. So I, I'm glad you asked me about this. And uh, I'm not going to go too much into, you know, a wrestling side of things, but just a life thing, right? Um, you know, so many times I – and um, not to kind of tell two different stories here, but I, I know of an individual that uh, was supposed to get a haircut and all of a sudden his barber fell over. You know, and, and, you know, they were good friends and and they didn't get that chance to say, you know, goodbye or talk. And uh, to, to to miss somebody like Carl Lauer uh, coming on the show because of uh, an untimely passing is just horrendous. But you never know when things are going to change. And that's why it's always best to make sure that you uh, you do everything you can in life because you only get one. And you never know when that uh, day is going to be where, you know, your number's called. Right. And your music starts to play. So. Um, for us to have had that opportunity to kind of slip away is one that stings. And um, it's one that we both, Renee, talking about it a, a few nights or just yesterday during our production meeting. It's tough. And we do. Uh, it's one of those things where what more can can you do other than just reflect on a great life uh, and an absolutely uh, great career in professional wrestling. And um, hopefully um, for everyone that's you know following along or following those stories, Reach out if you if you're wanting to do something in your life, whether it's for business, whether it's for you know you name it, a hobby, you do it because you never ever ever know when it's time. And I, I'm so uh, I'm so disheartened to know that we couldn't ever get that interview now. But um, it's just like I said, it's a tremendous loss, and it's uh, something that makes you stop and think more than anything, Renee. Well, you're absolutely right, and, and I will tell you this. Uh, my favorite interviews, and no disrespect to the current guys or the guys that are up and coming, but my, my favorite is when we get to talk to like Tracy Smothers or a guy oh, like, yeah. uh, um, um, uh, let me think of uh, John Cosper. Uh, these guys that are maybe a, a little bit up there in age, uh, respectfully, they've got stories to tell for days. Richard, you already know that feeling when you ask someone just one question and they just, they just, they're off and running. You know what right. I mean? Carl, guys like that, Herb Simmons, another great example of somebody like that, that it's just, it's a shame that we've lost. You know, you know how they, in sports, you'll hear people say, uh, that guy forgot more football than I'll ever know. Right. Carl Lauer. That guy knew more, forgot more wrestling than both you and I combined ever will ever know. And that's and why it's I think a devastating loss for the community. And, and that's why I think you and I were both so just kind of just torn about it because 
we don't do this for our thrill, right? I mean, yeah, it's fun for us to come out here and, and we, you know, have fun with the guests we that we have, it. but a lot it. of it's for the, the fan, right? To learn a little bit more about the true history of wrestling that's so much forgotten about or falsified after so many years because you have to make, uh, you know, a record or something fit somebody's mold or whatever you're at. But someone like Carl Lauer or so many other people like Tracy Smothers that actually know and truly know without having to look on their phone about what they were talking about that day. Someone who just knew in the back of their head, oh, yeah, let me tell you about this in 1995. You know, and all of a sudden, those stories help us build a path to the future to make make sure we don't make the same mistakes again, to make sure we truly evolve. Tough loss. I, it's it's tough. one of those things, man, that it's just tough. Tough loss, indeed. A couple of quick comments because we do have the American Outlaw getting ready to join us. Now, Tyler, I will recommend... You prop your phone up somewhere uh, instead of trying to hold it. We got your video. It looks pretty damn solid, man. And as soon as you're ready, we'll be ready to go as well. All right. So quick comment here from Sunny Money. Like I always say, you never know when you're going to have to pay the big par bar tab. And then, of course, thank you, Italia for life. Okay. It's just you putting over. Well, I was responding to Sunny for calling you a bum. <laughs> he called me a bum. Oh, he, he basically did. Mike Schmidt is a bum. Joel Embiid is a bum. Those he said, know your place. He said, know your place, Renee. How dare you raise your voice to Mr. Douglas? And what you mean? For this that, is my show. I, I raise my voice whoever the hell I want. This is America, Jack. You forgot? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You missed you missed the national anthem, remember? You missed I'm it. Sorry. <laughs> oh, say can America, I Jack. Don't forget yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm I'm glad I'm here now, Renee. That's all I can oh, say. Whatever, man. There it is. That's right. Your privilege. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, <laughs> allow me to introduce our first featured guest of the evening. That's right, man. There's a lot of outlaws out there. There's some Mexican outlaws like Pancho Villa. There's some Chinese, Japanese, Middle Eastern outlaws, but there's nothing like an American outlaw, daddy. Welcoming in. For the very first time in the Wrestle Talk Podcast, episode 393, The Night Owl, Dick Douglas, welcome in the one and only, the American Outlaw, Tyler Bodie. How, how you guys doing? Renee, we can't hear that on our end, I don't think. Oh, has he figured it out yet? Can you hear that, Tyler, at all? No, I can't hear nothing. Renee, we can't hear it on our end. Well, well, thanks a lot, guys. I just jammed out all <laughs> We could have played <laughs> along in, like, the Emperor's New Clothes. You could have just, you know? you just done it with you. Yeah. Well, it, it's been going in and out, but we did have some sick-ass outlaw country for you. I promise we'll hit you with it the next time. Tyler, welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast, bro. What an honor to have you here with us tonight, man. What's up? Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. It's uh, it's been a long time coming. I've been wanting to be on you guys' show for a long time, and I appreciate the opportunity. So thank nah, you. No, nah, no, the pleasure is really all ours, bro. First question right off the bat: Who is that in the background? You got you a cute puppy back there. Yeah, I got actually I got two of them. I got a boxer and uh, my Jack Russell Terrier. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah bro! You're rolling deep, huh? I like Jinx it. Grenade. <laughs> that's yep. dope man well i'm a dog lover myself uh you're a cat guy right uh richard <laughs> is that a sly joke about my uh relations outside of wrestling renee 
I don't know. Take it as you will. I will. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually have a pick. I have a pet pick. Like guys, you guys are out of control, bro. So, Tyler, real quick, man, what the hell have you been up to? You're a busy guy. You're all over the state of Kansas. You're all over the state of Missouri. You're all over the damn place, man. Bring us up to speed, bro. Yeah, for sure. I uh, So, actually, I, I mean, I'm based out of Illinois, but I wrestle more in other states than actual Illinois. I uh, go all over Missouri with uh, New Breed Wrestling. I'm in uh, – um, it's been a few months since I've been to Kansas. I'm hoping to go back there soon. Uh, I go out to Nebraska quite a bit. I'm pretty much all over the Midwest. I mean, I literally, I've wrestled in every state in the Midwest but Iowa. I don't know why. I just haven't knocked off Iowa yet. But, but yeah, no, I pretty much go all over, man. I uh, um, I just got this debut with a new company in uh, this past weekend in Missouri. Hopefully, uh, hoping to get to uh, – eventually get to Dynamo and MWA eventually too. So, Very, very nice. Well, we love the fact that you're traveling. And isn't that just the weirdest thing, uh, uh, Mr. Douglas, how you sometimes if you, you live in a state, you work in a state, typically the booking will, will take off quicker in other states. And personally, I think it's like a scriptural thing. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, this isn't a Christian podcast or anything like that, but you know, if you read it, it's, you know, Jesus wasn't accepted in his hometown. He had to like right. go other places. So it's very true in pro wrestling. And really, I've heard it to be the case in music as well. What do you think about, Richard? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I, I was getting ready to say the same thing, man. I mean, you look where I'm at on the bluffs here at Alton. How many times have I gotten, you know, added by a, a local company and still, you know, just something's not there yet or there's, you know, it's not the right time. But all I can say is this, Renee, about this this current thing with I hear and mention you here in Dynamo Pro and MW, uh, MMWA. If you ever stop into Dynamo, you have a place right next to me in the locker room, just right next to me. You know, I, I don't want anyone to, to get on to you. And that way, maybe, you know, you never know what could work out, Renee. But um, first of all, I just want to kind of act like a big shot. OK, I was talking about for my sanity. I was talking about my for my sake. You know okay, what it's okay. like when people are trying to beat you up all the time or trying to hurt well, you? Well, the American Outlaw is the guy you want on your side if people are trying to beat your ass. Now, personally speaking, I think you got it coming. But that's just the night owl. That's how I feel. <laughs> well, uh, Tyler, let me ask you about traveling out of state. How, um, you know, have you, and maybe just for me being a little bit more naive, you know, have you had the chance to work in front of your home crowd yet? Um, yeah, I, uh, okay. um, every, every once in a while I'll work close to home. Um, that's- but uh, it's usually once in a great while. It, the shows are supposed to be once a month, but they've had to cancel the last few, few of them. But, uh. I enjoy. I mean, my favorite place to wrestle is in the state of Missouri. I, I don't know why, because I'm a diehard Cubs fan, and they hate they hate right. me in <laughs> St. Louis. But uh, um, but no, I I just I really enjoy wrestling. Missouri. It's probably between there and Kansas are definitely my two favorite places to wrestle at. Okay, okay. Let me interject because I'm about to blow your mind, uh, uh, outlaw. So. You never met a motherfucker who could do what the night owl could do. Let me explain to you why. And by the way, this is internet radio. You can say what the hell you want to say. That you was gotta fucked be all up proper. To use that like word, that. Renee. That was. I fucked. don't give a fuck. How about that? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just all right. I got Ozzy Smith to sign a Sammy Sosa jersey, bro. Get out. Get the hell no out. No cap. A hundred percent. Joe man. Carter and Ozzy Smith. At a celebrity softball game at the the uh, T Bone Stadium, I forget what they're called now. Uh, are they the Monarchs now? I think it's Kansas City Monarchs. But dude, Ozzy Smith, 
the Aussie Smith, the Cardinal. Probably yeah. it's it's like Aussie, Pujols, Maguire, yeah. you know, Carpenter. What? There's a couple of Saint Cardinals. Yeah, Yadi Molina. Okay, I, listen, I'm, I'm just talking about history, right? It's okay. Talk about the five that would never ever sign a Cubs jersey, bro. I'm gonna show you next time I see you at a show. I'm bringing the jersey yeah. and show you, bro. Ozzy Smith signed a Cubs jersey, and it was mine. And no, y'all can't have it. That was, that's. I mean, that could be worth <laughs> money. Some. I mean, because that's very it's rare that stuff like that happens. You know, it's like Michael Jordan signing a fucking Knicks jersey. You know what right. I mean? Or like a Lakers jersey. Like it would never happen. You know what I mean? Sure. Especially not another player. So anyway, I just wanted to share that because I thought that was a dope. No, Sharon blasphemy on our airwaves after using profanity. That's okay. I got to <laughs> – so, Tyler, um, real quick, let me jump in here because you mentioned a couple of states already, and, you know, Iowa still being the lone uh, Midwest state that you haven't been uh, able to work in yet, but it's coming, obviously. Um, maybe we can caucus there during a midterm or a primary season. I'm in. You know, I'm in. But uh, anyway, I, I have to ask you the differences between states because I, just going into I'm year two – uh, you know, actually into working match or having matches and all these things. I've noticed that fans and people in general interact differently with wrestlers in different states. Um, would you be able to uh, share maybe uh, some of the differences between maybe a Nebraska and a, and a Missouri and, and not and maybe not, you know, I'm not trying to shit on Nebraska or anybody, but but maybe what those differences are. <laughs> I uh, um, Yeah, I'll get to that in a second. Um, I don't know who the sunny money is, though, but uh, yeah. My favorite thing to do is piss off people, so I knew I'd do something right. <laughs> Amen. That's um, what Scotty. Hey, that's what Scotty paid you to do, bro. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, so yeah, the fans in Missouri are totally different than the fans in Nebraska or even Kansas, for that matter. Missouri, like that. I mean, I, I'm I'm from the, I'm from Illinois, so I mean, I can easily just talk shit about the St. Louis Cardinals and get heat. That's easy, back. yeah. In Missouri, <laughs> so. But then when I go to Nebraska, um, I mean, half the people in the crowd don't have any teeth in their mouth. So, I mean, that, <laughs> so, I mean it, it's totally different. So. That's why we're trying to add health care to the fan section of uh, certain wrestling venues because they need it too, you know. Hey, hey some uh, some fans definitely need some uh, good dental, dental health care because, I mean, they either need dentures or just no teeth at all because they're missing, they probably have about two or three in their whole mouth. <laughs> hey, but at least their intelligence level matches their teeth count, though, right? Yeah, they don't have very many. I mean, I've seen some. The literally the dumbest fans are from either St. Louis, Missouri, or Lincoln, Nebraska. I'll I'll go with Lincoln on this one because my campaign needs to save St. Louis right now. But yeah, no, totally. <laughs> um, so when you're going out and. and feel free to stop me, whatever. When you're going out and you're interacting with, you know, fans or whatever, and they're giving you what, you know, the business or whatever, and they're telling you how they feel, what is your best approach in handling the hecklers, handling the 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 fans that just want to kind of almost, in a way, kind of just, you know, make it for themselves? What, what How do you handle that? Well, I mean, I mean. Speaking of heckling, by the way, speaking of heckling, it looks like it's happening right now. What the hell? I'm a co-host of the Wrestle Talk podcast. <laughs> it's my name. Hey, Sunny Money, bro. Listen, we right. all know that you got as bad a much of a chance of getting over here as the 76ers have of beating the Miami <laughs> Heat. Can Tyler, you know, we gotta, just we, your damn mouth. We gotta respect the heart. Respect Who's the heart. Sunny Money guy. Like, what kind of name is that? He probably don't have any balls in the, there either in his wife's purse or his girlfriend's no, purse. 
His real name is probably Steven or something. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a ballist wonder. You know what, Sonny? I got your back just because you put Renee in his place earlier. Screw just you, off screen. You just off screen. <laughs> um, but no, fans, me. fans are very different. Even even like in Missouri itself. Um, like I wrestled in like New, New Breed runs different towns, and even the different town people from different towns are totally different. Like we can run in like Hickville, USA, in Missouri, and them guys are hardcore wrestling fans, and then we run in a town that is more. I don't want to say upper class because there ain't nothing about Missouri upper class, but I mean, more so than the um, that, are, that are just different. Um, I mean, I, I've had my there thing is my goal, every, my goal every night is to get, I'm going to kill you or I'm going to shoot you. And if I get a death threat, I know I did my job right. Amen. You know that, you know, how do you feel about maybe you're a bigger guy? And, uh, and a lot bigger than I am anyway. I've always been a fan because I'm like you. I like to say what someone, I'm honest with the crowd, like I think you are, and they need to hear the truth sometimes. Do you think that there should be a security detail around us? Because I keep oh, pushing for it. Man, come on, he's an American ally. He don't need no never know. I mean, he's a big guy. He but soft like you, boy. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I mean, I've been, I've been pushed. I've been, you know, spit on it. It is what it is. I just kind of laugh it off. I mean, it, you know. If I mean, if they want to step in the ring, I mean, it's fair game. Then they're getting ass whooping. That's right. Okay, Amen hold on. That. So I got, I got a question. I got a question. So I'm curious, and, I, and I've always wondered this, and I don't think I've ever asked this question on the show. Believe it or not, it's, Tyler. You know, kudos to us. We're a few episodes away from episode 400. We've been doing this for a little bit, so I've never asked this question before. You being as great as you are, and as, as antagonizing the fans. Does it ever hurt you or bother you that it affects your bottom line? Because we all know that typically baby faces sell the merch. Now, not always, but I know that that's a part and a source of revenue for guys that are working on your side of the line, so to speak. Or have you managed to kind of cross over that hurdle? Because I know a lot of guys that have managed to cross over that hurdle. And even though the crowd booed the shit out of you, they still want to buy your shit at intermission. So have you been able to kind of cross that hurdle? Because that's pretty dope. Absolutely. You hit you hit the nail right in the head. I mean, I I literally have people call me everything but a white guy and then we'll come to the merch table, <laughs> hey, good match, and buy my merch. I'm like I mean and That's I, respect, and I, man. I can sell I can sell ice to an Eskimo. I mean I could I literally <laughs> get I mean they could hate my guts one minute and then buy be buying my shirt the next. Hey, as long as they're paying me money, I don't care what they call me. Take it. <laughs> You've been probably been called worse too. So exactly. shit. I like that. That's respect, man. I, I always admire, uh, and Dick Douglas falls into this category as well, when you're so good at what you do that they love to hate you. Can you relate exactly. to that, Douglas? They love to hate you. It's it's not something everyone can pull off. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yep. Exactly. No, and, and I love I love working the crowd. I mean, I, not trying to my home, my, not trying to my own home, but I mean, I'm pretty good at what I do. I mean, I can I can get people to hate me. Or I can get old grandma to love me. You know, it's, I prefer people to hate me, but I mean, on the flip side, I can also get, I can also be everybody's hero too. So that's freaking badass, man. Having that sort of versatility really is a game changer. Uh, and, and Richard, I didn't know if you had a question here, but I do have another quick one. So talk to us about this, this American outlaw persona. You got the bull robe, cowboy hat, the vest. 
Um, considering you hail from the state of Illinois, do you have like an affinity for kind of that oh. Western outlaw thing? Because I'm going to tell you personally, bro, my favorite movie ever, 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 ever is Tombstone. So okay. for me, when I see a guy that's playing a character of an American outlaw, it, I'd immediately gravitate to it. That's why Stone Cold's my favorite wrestler of all time and not Eddie sure. Guerrero, even though I'm Mexican. Like that American outlaw whoa, thing, whoa. man, it just you're resonates Mexican. with me, bro. So you got to talk you're to me about this. You're Mexican? I, I know it is. <laughs> 100%. Look, look. You see back here? So I got my American flag, and then right next to it, check that out. I hear you. No, you I'm see just giving shit. Yeah. <laughs> What, what, what? Just because I don't have a little bit of free fight breeze on my chin, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm not Mexican now? Come on, dog. Oh, I am no, drinking you, Modelo's. Does that help? You uh, what's your, is your shoot job landscaping? No, nah, no, nah, bro. I'm a, I'm a dishwasher. Oh, man. You, you got to step <laughs> up to the world, you. man. I got you. <laughs> no, nah, bro, no. Nah. I just I just stand outside Home Depot, you know what I'm saying? They pick me up. They're like... <laughs> <I hear you>. <laughs> 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 just talking shit, man. Just, uh, yeah. just talking shit. Uh, but anyway, yeah, man. So, so the American Outlaw thing, bro. Talk to us about that, man. Was it like a movie? Was it like no, where you grew no, up? Talk to us about that. Um, I mean, I I grew up idolizing Hulk Hogan and Stan Hansen, and I just I don't have. I'm not like I don't have a Hulk Hogan figure. I mean, I have the little the burly backwoods outlaw. You know, I'm gonna go in the bar, knock your head against the bar stool, and leave. I mean, I just I idolized Hulk Hogan, but then I also idolized Stan Hansen, and Stan Hansen and Bruiser Brody literally beat the hell out of each other. So I more so went towards the outlaw. Rest in peace to both of them, man. Rest in peace to both of them. Well, I mean, and one of my one of my signature moves is a Hogan leg drop. Um, that's a big old leg. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you you make it look better though. I do, I do, I, I do. do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I love like it. Swagger, I love baby, it. let's go. I, I wish I, hey, I wish I wish I made as much money as Hulk Hogan did. That's, That's all coming. Of us. That's all of us. <laughs> but uh, no, and then uh, the American Outlaw. Actually, one of my best friends who uh, um, isn't wrestling no more, but he and him and I went to the through the same training class with uh, Mustafa Ali. He owns a uh, um, derby, uh, demolition derby company, and his product is called the American Outlaw Derbies. And I actually asked him, I'm like, hey, man, can I have your permission to use the American Outlaw? And he said, yes. So literally there's only two people that are allowed to use the American Outlaw slogan, me being one of them and him who actually owns his company. Oh, that's bad as shit. That's yeah. bad as shit right there. That's respect. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's real respect. And by the way, I can see the Stan Hansen vibes. Like I can, I can see that in your character, bro. That shit's. That's just I, like, I mean, I literally I watched Stan Hansen tapes for hours just to you know perfect. Because I want to try to be as close to him as possible and try to perfect what he did. Let me jump in on this uh, just because I want to piggyback off the Stan Hansen thing. Uh, so many times you get guys that are new to the business that are younger, or, you know, like myself that, you know, they're watching a lot of the new guys work and, and they, you know, maybe a, a lot of, you know, 2009, we'll say 2007, you know, product to current. Do you think that, and I, I already have my answer on this, but how important is it for young guys to watch these old tapes to really watch the style of it? Because someone, um, you know, 
that's working as well as you are, that's really able to, to find your, your mold with the American outlaw. What is, what is watching old tapes mean to you and how uh, does it translate to younger generations? How, uh, how important is it for them? So for me personally, I prefer to watch old school. Uh, obviously when I started getting into wrestling, um, when I started getting into wrestling, um, unfortunately Stan Hansen was already retired. Um, but like, um, he, he, he wasn't retired, but he wasn't as he didn't as much as he used to. And um, I feel like, to me, I wrestle old school. I like the old school vibe. I don't like the new stuff, the flashy stuff. So I, I mean, my very—I'll never forget when I first started training. Um, Stop Ali told me, he said, "Hey, go watch Pegasus Kid versus Dynamite Kid from Japan." And for those who don't know, Pegasus Kid was obviously, you know, Chris Benoit under a mask. Um, and that match, I mean, that was really the first old school match that I had watched outside of live wrestling. And uh, I just kind of, you know, I started watching old school wrestling. And like I said, I, uh, I have an eight disc Stan Hansen of nothing but Stan Hansen matches. And I watched it for hours just, you know, trying to emulate and learn his character and how I can not necessarily copy his character, but mold, mold it into my own. Absolutely. This damn mute button. I try to do it that way. I don't talk over people because Renee says I have a problem with that. You know, I'm just kidding. I throw you under the bus. But um, on top of that though, do you think that we're seeing a, a, my question for you is kind of revolving around this kind of point of, young guys that are coming in that want to do all of these different things. You know, they want to, you know, let me go jump off the beverage cart today. Let me go, you know, and I'm, I'm just like you, I'm a firm believer in it. I think that you tell, you know, you need to do tell the story, right? You know, if you're needing yeah. to jump all off. It's great. If you can build up to it, like, it's, right, it's absolutely. All and my point is for this and not to just to kind of add on to it, but what is your advice? You know, when a young guy comes in that hasn't had any training or maybe the first couple of months of it, that wants to do all these young bucks esque, you know, type of matches. Uh, what's your advice to them? What do you tell them if they ask you? First, first off, I'm like, listen, kid, I'm too damn fat. I ain't moving that quick. <laughs> I ain't doing all that shit. If you try jumping, if you try jumping on me, I ain't fucking catching your ass. You're gonna fall. So <laughs> no, I love it. No, but in, in all serious, um, I mean, but. My first thing is always eyes and ears open and mouth shut. Like, um, obviously, you know, you're starting in the business. I mean, I've wrestled. I mean, I've wrestled guys in there. I can't count how many times I've wrestled. It's their been their first match, and obviously, you know, you're you're not going to be a hundred percent and do perfect your first time around. Um, mm-hmm. Some some veterans will be, you know, oh, the, you know, f you, f this, you know, you you suck it up. No, see, that doesn't, in my opinion, that doesn't help anybody. I mean. Sit the kid down, explain to him, hey, you know, we let's work on this and what you can do better. I mean, downgrading somebody. I mean, I don't care if you have 11 you can't years. Can't crush the kid's confidence that early. No. Think of David exactly. Carr. Exactly. Think of David Carr. They fucking absolutely his confidence early on, and he was never the same after that. Absolutely. And I mean, you you can't you can't. I mean, you can't. We all were green kids and rookies at one time. I mean, you can't downgrade downgrade a kid just because he made a mistake. I mean, work with them, help him, show him what he did wrong, and how he can improve it next time. I love that, it. 
That's the right thing to do, man. Hey, real quick, uh, you probably see that comment there from your boy, William. He says, hey, Tyler, horns up, bro. You want to say anything about that? Yeah, horns up, William. How you doing, man? Hold on, sir. Are you a, a Longhorns fan, or what does that mean? Give us some insight here. What are we talking oh, yeah, about? Yeah, I am a huge uh, – well, actually, I'm a, I'm, a Texas, I'm a huge Texas Longhorn guy, um, but uh, I'm also a University of Illinois guy. But when I uh, um, started the whole Texas thing, I'm a, I I – you know, I just really got hooked on Texas Longhorns, and uh, my whole thing is like hashtag horns up. So that's where you put. And uh, I've never seen anybody ever do the hashtag horns up. And I, I thought that it was copyrighted by the University of Texas, but it's not. So I, you know, I've just started using it everywhere I go. Hashtag horns up. So. Shit, nice. well, hey, if you're putting over your hashtag, let me put over our hashtag. Hashtag Let's Talk Wrestling. Hashtag, hashtag Let's Save Wrestling. Hashtag too much hair gel. Ooh, okay, it's hair yeah. spray. It's hair spray. <laughs> no, Hashtag get your facts straight. All right, all right, all right. All right. So hey, hey, let me do this real quick because I'm having a lot of fun with this conversation, man. It's and going great. I, I want to get your thoughts on the Wrestle Talk podcast question of the night. Something that I have to give my partner some credit. He kind of came up with this concept. I think it's a great one. So here's our question of the night, and I know that as a wrestler. And I've heard wrestlers say this. Hey, just because I'm a wrestler doesn't mean I'm not a fan anymore. I imagine that you're still a fan of pro wrestling, not oh, just as a not just as a, a as a trade, but also as as just an old fashioned fan. Would you say that's fair? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I, uh, I'll be on my shoot job. If I'm sitting at my desk, I'll uh, type on the computer. I'll put my headphones in and I'll turn on some some old school wrestling. I mean, oh yeah, I'm de- I'm definitely a huge fan of wrestling. I don't. I don't think I think everybody in this business got to be cannot say that they're not a fan. Exactly, bro. Because then you stop learning. If you don't love it, you don't appreciate it. You stop learning. So here's the question that I'm going to pose it to you. Given the choice, what promotion would you go see above every other? And here, let me preface it by saying that one first class front row VIP. Basically, it's a free pass, full access to any promotion in the world, but you can only choose one today alive today we've got all kinds of answers because you would think oh i want a front row ticket to wrestlemania we haven't even heard that tonight we've heard impact we've heard new japan we've heard a couple of other a couple of people were even talking about promotions that used to exist like wcw but for you if you had that opportunity that that golden ticket so to speak to go see any promotion in the whole wide world as a fan what promotion would that be and why sir definitely honestly WrestleMania, just because I've never been to WrestleMania. Me either, and, me either. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, just, I mean, it could be a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And nobody, I mean, even as a wrestler, you can't not say that, hey, you would have an experience of a lifetime. I mean, just, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you're, you're sitting there as a fan. But, I mean, to experience, to experience that. Hey, fuck you, Sonny. Yeah, fuck um, you, Sonny. Don't call us Marks, you jerk off. But uh, hey, who, who's this sunny guy? I think I want to meet this guy. Okay, so he was at the New Breed Wrestling Show. He was that geeky, cockeyed white boy that you oh. call Four Eyes. Him oh, and yeah, his, he's the one his, that can't his see. dirty little kids. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll help him out. I'll hit him upside the head with old Bertha. Maybe his eyes go straight then. Get his ass. Yeah, straighten it out. Maybe his eye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe you'll straighten his eye out. <laughs> What's that for? <laughs> He can't even help it. We finally broke Douglas. <laughs> we popped Douglas. <laughs> <That's> no. 
know, Cobb did listen. It's funny. Let me just say this. And, and Sonny's a good guy. He's just he's having a good time. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of internet gangsters. You gotta relax. Because we're gonna see you someday. So just just gotta take it easy out there, folks. Careful how tough you act online because you might have to run into these people in real life someday. Yeah. Uh, no, but no, but, I, but to his I, like me. Sure. I remember. <laughs> I'm scared of you, boy. But but he did give you your props earlier. So let's not forget this comment where he says, "Don't see yep. on Bodine. He's he's damn good." So it's all in fun. Yeah. So WrestleMania front row. You've never had a chance to see the spectacle of spectacles. I, I'm actually with you, believe it or not. I hadn't even answered the question yet, bro. I just I want to take my son or or my daughter or my wife, whoever, to go experience that. Front, second, third, fourth, fifth row, somewhere in there, because my wife hates wrestling. She just tolerates it. Does she but really? Like, it, yeah, she's she's not a fan. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, why? Because I spend more time doing this than this is shit that I'm supposed to be doing. My, you know my wife's the same way. So. <laughs> yeah, she's like, ah, that's your thing. You know what I mean? But the thing is, is that like if you can show them what attracts, let's just say, the bugs to the light, like what the light is actually composed of. You know, because my wife loves soap operas, you know what I'm saying? Novellas and stuff like that. I'm like, babe, it's like the same thing, except it's like there's physicality that goes along with it. And here's the best part of this soap opera. It never ends. Because don't you hate it? Like, bro, like you're watching Naruto or Breaking Bad and you're like, oh, my God, this show's about to be over. I'm never going to get to see it again. Wrestling is just What, what? Were those soap operas, though? Yeah, yeah. I mean... In a way, it's drama, action, you know, you think about it. kind of same thing. That's my point. What I'm saying is if they could actually see what the light is composed of, it might change the game. So I'm with you, man. WrestleMania it is for me as well. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, it could be, for all you know, it could be the once-in-a-lifetime experience. Let me jump on this. Um, just because I think this is one of those questions that would be terrible to ask if we didn't already talk about it. Um and uh, that was my media team, by the way. That wasn't exactly me. But um, anyway, I, I got to ask you, since you bring up, you know, the show you go to as a fan is WrestleMania, who's your opponent? If you if Vince calls you tomorrow, and oh, I hate asking good question, question. I really do because I hate the gimme questions. But if Vince calls you and says, hey, pal, need you to get your ass in the ring. Hey, pal. <laughs> who, who, are you, who are you working at Mania? Oh, dang, that's. Honestly, I want to go, you know, teacher versus student. Mustafa Ali, man. Hell yes. Hell yes. I love it. Okay. Well, you know what? That's actually a great segue. And we've got a few minutes left. Sonny, you know what? Shut up. We're going to stop posting your comments because <laughs> you ain't going to do shit, homie. You ain't going to do shit. You, you weigh as much as Gumby soaking wet. Okay. Just shut the hell up already. Okay. So <laughs> we we had another one. We had another one uh, that was going to be our high spot segment. And I, I'm going to ask you this question, okay? Um, this was a topic that was brought to the table once again by the illustrious Dick Douglas. You talk about Mustafa Ali, a lot of conversation online. You've actually spent time with the guy learning, on, you know, le- learning under yep. uh, his tutelage and all that. And so you may be a bit biased, but you've been in the game long enough to know when people are being utilized to their full potential. Now, Dick Douglas, I know when you brought this to 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 the to the surface, you kind of had something in mind in terms of you know the young rock stuff, some of the younger talent. So why don't you lay it out for us, and then we'll let Tyler Bowden jump in and answer that question because I think it's a good one. What do you think? 
Yeah, so um, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the Young Rock, uh, you know, some of the stuff online, because I don't, I can't watch the show full time, but I'm um, just seeing the way that they're kind of showing the locker room and, and things like this. Uh, but the Young Rock's mentioned Roman Reigns a couple of times. The show has, you know, as you know, as Joe or as you know him being the the future of what of the you know the family. But sure. with that being said, this is kind of leaning towards more of what people are you know perceiving to be a potential Rock versus Roman you know, storyline at some point in time. But my question is for you, and my question for everyone with this high spots part was, are we getting to a point where WWE has said, you know what, Mustafa Ali, all these guys that have so much talent that I could only dream of having in all seriousness, we're going to go with a 50-year-old. We're going to go with a 55-year-old. Is it undervaluing its talent by doing that, by not giving them those main event rubs, those long storyline pushes? Does that devalue uh, the product for the future? And does that actually devalue the company in five years? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. I would absolutely have to agree on that. Most definitely. Like, you got, I mean, you got the, I mean, I was glad to see Ricochet finally get, finally get a belt. I mean, he, he just deserved it. And it was a long absolutely. time. But I mean, um, I'm hoping, you know, that Mustafa Ali, um, he's got the storyline going now with, uh, fuck that. I'm having a brain fart. That, that young kid that just won the U S strap. Uh, oh, theory. 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 Yeah. We got yeah. you, bro. Yeah. I mean, he, so, I mean, I'm, I'm just glad to see theory win that. I mean, he's a young kid and, but I mean, I would, but you know, I agree with you bringing, they need to, um, they need to focus on the younger guy. Cause I mean, yeah, some, some people, may not have saw the rock when he, you know, he may have been retired before they were born. But at the same time though, the younger generation is what you need to build your company around. Let, let mean, me, yeah, let me piggyback off of this real quick, just to kind of add this point on, because I don't think Renee and I got to kind of discuss this as much as I wanted to yesterday, just okay. for this. And I, I throw it back to 96. Uh, you know, whenever they're kind of at the transition stage, right? We're on the cusp of the attitude area, you know, and before Austin becomes stone cold, he's still stunning Steve or whatever the hell he was. Mm-hmm. We didn't have, you know, it was rare when Jake the Snake, you know, was back, he was building talent. He wasn't going in to win a title and carry a company. And right. um, my question for you is, do you, are you a believer that that titles belong to the to the veteran, the the 10 years, the 20 years, or does it does it belong to somebody that's recognized the the fan base and recognized their need? So for me, it's, it's a little mixture of both. Like I get what really irritates me is when I see these I'm use kids loosely, but that only have like a year or two in and they already have a title on them. I mean, you. I don't. I didn't get my first championship until until after I had already had eight, nine years in. I mean, so it frustrates and I mean, it is what it is. But you, I don't think you actually quit paying your dues. I mean, I don't think you should have a championship until you quote unquote quit paying your dues. But at the same time, you never really quit paying your dues because I mean, you're always you know firing. Helping stuff the ring, do, doing whatever. But I mean, you should not have a championship until you're at least, at least year four. I mean, that's just my opinion. Absolutely. Minimum. So. And, and Renee, how much time do we have left? I, I don't keep a timer on me. It's very unprofessional on my end, but do we have enough for me to ask another question? We do, absolutely. Uh, because of the connection issues, we actually started a few minutes late with Tyler, so we've got about five minutes left, so you're good. Awesome. Thank you very much. Um, and I just forgot my goddamn question. 
Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, I've had a day, Renee. Um, it's been a day well, sorry, I got it. I got it. You got it? I got, I'm sorry. Uh, with all this talk, we really haven't been able, and I, the conversation has been going so well. I don't, I hate falling back on give me questions, right? But I want to talk to you a little bit about the future. What What do you expect here down the line? Do you have a, uh, you know, a two year plan in mind, a year plan in mind? What do you expect to be a, to mm. accomplish here in the Indies in the next couple of years? Damn good well, question. Um, to be honest with you, I, uh, um, right now I'm just, I mean, I have, a, I mean, I, my daughter's almost a year old, so I've been kind of. Oh, congratulations. I've, yeah, it's amazing. I've been kind of, kind of, I mean, not necessarily slowing down, but not taking as many bookings. Um, I mean, but uh, as far as wrestling wise, I mean, my two year goal, I really, I really don't have a two-year goal, honestly. I uh, just kind of—I'm the kind of guy that I go with the flow, you know. I don't like to count my chickens before they hatch. I don't like to because if I plan something and then it falls through, then I'm just, I don't like being disappointed. So I just kind of—I mean, I—I I set myself little goals, like in a month I want to do this, or you know, I just just little goals. I don't want to set the bar too high, and then because you never know what could happen tomorrow, and then you know something could happen, and then be disappointed so i mean i i really don't have a two-year goal i mean my my ultimate goal honestly would be to either make it to new japan wwe AEW. so i'm getting too damn old for wwe apparently um <laughs> but uh AEW or impact or something like that but i mean if that doesn't happen my other goal would i want to wrestle at least one time in every single state in america Wow, that's badass, That'd man! Awesome. That's, a, that's that's that is a great goal. I mean, oh. think about it: spreading the American outlaw gospel in all fifty states. Would that include Puerto Rico? Because you know it's like a territory. Yeah. Um, Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory, absolutely. Um, I so the the thing that pissed me off the most about about this whole pandemic thing is before when it when it started, I was actually supposed to go to wrestle in Puerto Rico and. Once COVID hit, they shut down planes and everything. So oh, they did. Yeah. 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 Totally changed the game. Well, listen, there was one final thing that I wanted to ask you. And, and I know it's always tough to ask somebody about a specific show that was like more than a year ago. But when I first met you, I don't know if you remember this. We met at a AIWF slash PCW slash XWE Super Show in Hutchinson, Kansas. Yep. And brother, I was on ring announce duty that night, and I remember you coming up to me, and you, and you, you were you weren't towards the front or the back of the line, but I had like seventy cue cards, and me, Rusty Rex, and uh, Aaron Helms, shout out to the American Way, uh, <laughs> they were all helping me put my my stuff together. So I remember seeing you in the locker room, and there was two separate locker rooms. That's how many guys were in. Yeah, locker room that night because it was a two night show. It was absolutely incredible. Wyatt showed up, Craig, um, I should say, Nas Blanc showed up. A lot of great people showed up that night. Yep. But bro, what is one great, fun, different, exciting story from whether it be a locker room, a show that was like kind of out of control like that? Because for me, there was about sixty wrestlers booked for that show over those two nights, and it was freaking. I think we had two battle royals. Just so, just to give you an <laughs> <Yeah>. idea. <laughs> just to give you an idea. Can you tell us just one story from you being on the road, being at a show, something that has kind of stuck with you, something that you'll tell your grandkids down the road, then we'd love to hear it. Absolutely. Um, 
so there's this guy. That, I don't know if he's been on your podcast before, but he's not going by the name Wild Man Beast. Of course. Uh, he, of course uh, shout out to Wild Man Beast. Shout out to Chief Atakula Kula. Shout out to yeah. the OGs, man. Shout out. Shout out. Big um, so Beast is actually one of my best friends. And uh, um, he actually lives with me, to be honest with you. Okay, um, dope. So, and he, so him and I, we travel the roads a lot. And uh, he always, I mean, he'll... He's, I mean, he's a big guy and, I mean, scary guy, but, I mean, he's got a, truly got a heart of gold. And we were traveling this one time, and he's like, you know, and we just started talking about his old WCW days and how uh, one time, he told me this one story about him in a, in a hot tub. And he was just, <laughs> Holy, here we go. <laughs> it, was, it was just in a hot tub, just, just chilling. And this was out, out after he had left WCW, but he was, this, uh, um, this, this girl came in and, uh, you know, they kind of got acquainted and, uh, well, you know, they put two, two together. Well, then this mom brought her four little kids in and <laughs> he made eye contact with uh, the mom. She looked and, and like, yep, saw what was going to happen. And, um, kids, we got to go, uh, the pool's about to close and they, <laughs> yep. And, uh, Wild and, man beast, yeah, bro. Talk about a guy that has the right name. <laughs> Shout out! Hey, as a matter of fact, we need to have the Wild Man Beast back on because I think we need to hear that whole story with details included. What do you think about that, Dick Douglas? What do you say? Say what? I'm not repeating myself. Kiss my ass. Watch the replay, you bum. Sorry, I was. I'm dealing with. There's like eight thousand things happening in this office tonight, and I, I just want to apologize if I seem a little disjointed here. It's never my intention. Don't worry about it, bro. It's all good. It's all good. Put it to you this way: Wild Man Beast, uh, a lady in a hot tub, uh, Dick Douglas. That, that yeah. that's what we were just talking. I'd about. pay money for it. Oh wait, that's no, right, I that's can't right. We need to hear the whole story. That's oh. what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, and here yeah. are the uh, the uh, the followers and fans and family of the Rest of Talk podcast speaking the truth. Little. Uh, Little truth there from our buddy Adam Frex. Yeah, I mean, well, his hot take there was about as good as his hot takes on the Talking uh, Dynasty podcast. So, oh, name drop! I'm sure he appreciates so, uh, that. Good job, Mr. Uh, Dick Dick Douglas. Are you uh, you manager wrestler or? I am a manager, and I am a campaign leader for a, a revitalization of professional wrestling. Oh, okay. Tyler, please don't give him a platform. He's just going to go on and on about. But if you want to talk, I mean, you know, no, no it's don't. okay. I don't. It's <laughs> not about me. <laughs> not, no, no, let's not do that right now. Let's do it again. Stop putting the soap over. All right. So, uh, Tyler, all I can say is this: as as we close out this interview, because we do have the smoking ace, uh, who's absolutely on fire right now. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar yeah. with him as well. He's been all over the yep. the, the damn place. Um, that's going to be coming on with us in just a matter of moments. Let me just say this. So number one, thank you, brother, because I love what I would call Hoss wrestling. I love the JC Thunders. I love the wild man beasts. I love the blades. I love the Tyler Bodines of the world. Or is it, is it Bodine or Bodine? I've heard Bodine. Bodine. Okay. I love the big guys, the Stan Hansen's, the guys we were talking about a little bit earlier. Um, Thank you for keeping that alive. Um, I don't think it should be solely the NWA's responsibility and Trevor Murdoch's job to keep the Hosses alive in professional wrestling. I think it's something that we all need to strive for. And and so, number one, thank you for that. And number two, bro, thank you for being so gracious with your time. I know you're busy. I see you're in the car. You got a one-year-old daughter. You're trying to get your booking done. 
grocery store, wife, you know, the whole nine. So number two, thank you for being here. And number three, bro, please tell us how people can follow you on social media and where they can see you in action next, because ultimately that's what's most important, bro. The next show, what's coming up? How can people get tickets? Drop it on us. So uh, my Facebook page, um, go ahead and give, give a like. It's American Outlaw Tyler Bodine. Uh, Instagram, uh, capital P-R-O, capital W, pro wrestler, underscore Tyler, underscore Bodine. Um, I'm on Twitter, professional wrestler Tyler Bodine. I will also start, I'm going to start doing TikTok too. Um, I'm a, I'm a two-time, two-time suicide survivor, so I'm going to start doing uh, inspirational um, speeches on TikTok. So I'm going to try to get that out there. Uh, my next match is actually uh, May 14th in Sedalia, Missouri for New Breed Wrestling. Shout out to Scotty. Shout out to Mike. Shout out to El Diablo, Leo D, that killed it this past weekend. Shout out to Slammer. Shout out to Iceman. Oh, yeah, I know, bro. Slammer. Yep. I wish I was as over as Slammer is. I'm going to be honest with y'all. that man. I, oh, my he, gosh. He, he is one of the nice. I mean, he's one. I'm happy to call my friend, dude. But him and I, we give each other so much crap. It's funny. Bro, by, by the time it's all said and done, you know how there's Chuck Norris jokes? There's going to be Slammer jokes. I got You want to hear the first one? Slammer sure. meets Hulk Hogan. Hogan marks out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you know Slammer, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, yep. uh, Richard, any final thoughts for the American Outlaw? Man, what a, what a great interview. What a great way for us to get to know the man behind the outlaw. What are your final thoughts? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've done, Renee and I've done fuck, hundreds of these 10, you know, at least 50, you know, at least, I've done at least a hundred. I feel like it, you know, but whenever these things go as a conversation, we're able to talk with you a little bit more, man. I love that type of stuff. I think it's great Ooh. for, for, uh, for all of us, but, uh, just, just to comment on your, uh, uh, what you just said about the inspirational stuff on TikTok, man. Uh, really, it takes a man to really admit that. So, uh, yeah. God bless you on that. I hope everything keeps going well, and thank you for joining the show tonight. Absolutely, guys, and I appreciate you guys having me. I mean, it's been fun. I I've wanted to come on for a long time, and I appreciate you guys reaching out to me. So, thank you. Hell yeah, baby. Well, just make sure you raise some hell down at New Breed Wrestling, and you tell all those wonderful folks down there that the Wrestle Talk podcast got love for them, just like they got love for us. Outlaw, you have yourself a good night. We'll talk to you real soon. Ladies and gentlemen, the American Outlaw, Tyler Bodine. Peace. Y'all have a good night. Adios. Que pasa, que pasa, que pasa. Bro, what an absolutely killer first hour of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Dick, we got to go on a, just a very brief break before we bring in right on. Langley. Okay. Is there something we didn't cover in the first hour that you wanted to hit on real quick? Let's no, um, I just have, a, I, not to cut you off, but I really just wanted a quick call to action because I really like the way that we're, that conversation went. And if, if the, you know, if our viewers here, if you want to chime in, let us know what you thought about that interview. I, I want to hear your feedback on oh, this. There's, anyway. one. there's a oh. comment right there. Why don't you read that for us? No, in all seriousness, keep kicking ass, American Outlaw. Looking forward to booing you at a show soon. I absolutely and but uh, in all seriousness, and thank you, Sonny, for that. But I, I'm just curious to see what the 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 fans thought, the listeners thought. Uh, if you guys liked it, if you guys uh, think that I need to do better, let me know. You've already told me that in the past. So what's stopping you now? So, so your hate mail must be out of control. Oh, did I tell you about this? <laughs>
Oh dear God! So I have somebody to... hasn't sent you anthrax. So I, I did want to bring this up. I'll have to find. I'll have to log into my company email. But uh, we have an email chain that's on a private email server and uh, at the city on the hill. You got a VPN in? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And uh, in all seriousness, and uh, I got an email one time from a seven-year-old, a seven-year-old that went to a show in Mount Vernon, and what I was called by that seven-year-old makes me wonder why we don't have Common Core in schools. It's not cool. Common core? Are you out of your mind? Because this kid was misguided. This kid was misguided. You know, thank God for George Bush. Otherwise, he would have been left behind. But I'm just yeah, saying. So you're in I, favor of the 1619. What seven-year-old calls a guy a douchebag? You are a douchebag. Douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Great first hour of the show. Guys, we're going to be back here in about two and a half minutes. We're going to hit you with the sponsors one more time. And then the goal is right at 830, we're going to bring on the smoke and ace, man. A guy, Diamond, in the rough, in my opinion, a guy who has been overlooked to a certain extent, and he's tired of it. He kicked down the door at Journey Pro Wrestling, cut a promo with the Monarch, and I think that the man's created a new platform, and he's given himself every opportunity to make noise, not just throughout professional wrestling in the Midwest there, Mr. Douglas, but I'm talking about professional wrestling Overall, we cannot wait to come back with you guys in just a matter of moments here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast episode. What? 393, because we're only seven away from 400. And I promise you, we're going to absolutely have something special for you guys on that night. But for now, we'll hit you with a little music and we'll be back in about two minutes and 30 seconds. Peace.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back now into our number two of the Wrestle Talk podcast, featuring your boy, the Night Owl, and the one and only, the proprietor of the City on the Hill, the president of professional wrestling, Richard Douglas. What a great first uh, first part of the show. I don't like to say hour, though. I mean, we're already into the 8 o'clock hour. You know, I mean, we're, we already hit the second hour of the show. Okay, welcome awesome- back into the second hour. Okay, okay, welcome okay. Welcome back okay. into the second hour. Come okay. on, man. Come on. You want to check, check, check the game tape? How about that? How about that? Sorry. Anyway. But man, but no, serious. What a great conversation with Tyler. I mean, that that's what I've really been wanting. Just a great conversation, great mind of wrestling. We're getting ready to do another one, and it's uh, it's uh, Kylie Ray. Hey, Kylie Ray be great, guys. I, yeah, I don't know if it'll, it'll I don't know if it'll, I don't know if it'll top the Genie Bus interview or the Thunder Rosa interview, but we could definitely try. I mean, why we, not? We'll send send her our way. Will send her our way, buddy. Yeah, hit her up on Twitter. Let her know. WTB sure. all day, baby. Sure. Tuesday night, seven o'clock. You already know. anyway dick douglas i'm gonna actually burden you here a little bit and it may not be a burden because based on the recent actions of this individual i think it's almost appropriate if you do the introduction so get your notes out because it's time for the second hour featured interview for episode 293 of the wrestle talk podcast a lot of people have been in my inbox talking about everything that's been going on with this individual, mostly inside the ring, but some of the stuff outside the ring. It's starting to feel personal over at Journey Pro Wrestling. And I got the opportunity to see him at American Wrestling Revolution down in Hoseley, Kansas this past Saturday. And let me tell you, the man, he absolutely shined in his match. But I'm not going to take the spotlight away from you. Dick Douglas, why don't you do us the honors and give the smoke and ace an appropriate introduction. Well, Renee, thank you very much. The Wrestle Talk Podcast is pleased, pleased to welcome a native of Kansas City that has had a career in professional wrestling that would that's just been incredible. Winning 11 tag team championships with the Mercenary Graham Bell over a course of his career. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your honor to help us welcome to the show Luke Langley. Ladies and gentlemen, Please welcome the one and only Luke Langley. Howdy, gangsters. What up, fam? What up? It's it's a great honor to uh, commemorate your guys' 393rd episode, so thank you for that. This may be like getting married, having kids. This may be like right right up there for me. I'm going to be honest. On the Rushmore, for well, sure. Renee has just now been kicked out of his house, so uh, if we can set up a GoFundMe for that. The wife heard it, I heard. I'm sure there's a grant somewhere yeah. that get me off, so it's all good. Well, <laughs> Luke, thank you so much for making time for us tonight, man. You've been very patient. You were in the green room early. Hopefully, the Avion water and the green M&Ms were to your liking. Oh, you know, that's that's part of being the professional, you know, is you got to show up on time and get the job done. Yeah, absolutely, man. And you've been doing a whole lot of that, man. Let's start in the present and work backwards because I definitely want to talk about the past. My boy Dick Douglas here has got some insight as well. But, bro, AWR, your boy had the first opportunity to go out there this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was uh, an experience unlike anything I've ever had before in professional wrestling, maybe because I was doing a little bit of Spanish commentary. But, bro, you went in there and you absolutely had a show-stealing performance in your triple threat match. Let's talk about the guys that you competed against and AWR just in general, man, how are you feeling about 
being a part of that uh, that prestigious organization. Yeah, uh, American Wrestling Re- Revolution. Uh, they've got a great product going out there in Hoisington, Kansas. I think that was the fourth time I've been out there. Um, just a electric crowd. A uh, lot of kids who are super into it. Um, you know, but you know, their parents are also into it, and they appreciate all forms of good wrestling. Um, a lot of times those small towns, like people will say like, Oh, you don't have to work that hard. You know, they'll just pop off a hip toss and they will, right? but they also like you seeing, them more than that. yeah, they also like seeing action and, you know, you don't have to do anything stupid or reckless, but, uh, the good folks of AWR, they trust me to, uh, to go all out for them. And I think you got to see another example of that. Um, that was the first time I'd gotten to, uh, compete against Chris Vale. Uh, I was kind of familiar with him secondhand cause he, uh, he went over with Graham to Japan as part of that uh, that Russell zero one, one camp. Oh, yeah, Russell one, one camp. Yeah. No, Russell. It was Russell one. It was Russell one. You're right. Um, and uh, Colt Kilbane's a guy from Oklahoma. I've worked with him uh, several times in the past uh, in singles, multi man stuff, and uh, he gets better and better every time. Uh, now, is every he time not I'm one half of the uh, uh, World Wrestling Re- Revolution? Uh, yeah, I think I think him and uh, Mr. Nasty, who's another excellent performer, I think they currently have the uh, the world class belts. Yeah, they're they're absolutely killing it. And I got to say, I, I personally have had the experience of calling quite a few of Chris Vale's matches, and I got to give it to him. Being probably the younger guy in that matchup, how do you feel he held up, man? He's coming out of the XWE, the Kansas Wrestling Alliance. Uh, you know, I do a lot of work in Kansas, so just maybe a little bit more insight on what you saw from King Bell. Oh, I think he's got uh, a world of potential, a uh, great athlete. Um, you know, he's got the gimmick, he's got the look, uh, he's got the personality, even in a triple threat where it's kind of harder to display that because you have more moving parts, you know. Um, right. uh, I was uh, pretty impressed with his timing and his ability to keep pace with me. Uh I'd certainly like to do it one-on-one with him uh, just to get a better idea of what he's got in the tank. Billy Simmons, you hear that? <laughs> we need some Luke Langley over at XWE, baby. Now, I guess I would almost piss off some of the listeners if I didn't jump right into this. So, Journey Pro, JDX, Jeremy Wyatt, fill in the gaps for me, bro, because you – and the timing of this interview couldn't probably have been any better. Absolutely on fire down in Newbury, but, but specifically what happened at journey pro wrestling, man, what, what changed, what, what changed? I got to know, you know, there's only so many times that you can go to the back after your match and have people tell you, man, that was incredible. I can't believe more people haven't heard of you, or I can't believe that you're not, uh, booked everywhere or I can't believe that someone hasn't given you a job yet at a certain point when you keep hearing that it stops being a compliment and you need to look in the mirror because at a certain point if I'm being overlooked it's ultimately nobody's fault but mine unfortunately now everyone else at Journey Pro gets to pay for my sins because I'm not going to be overlooked anymore I'm not going to sit back when we have some of the greatest wrestling talent in the world right here in Kansas city, we have Jeremy Wyatt, a world-class wrestler. We have me who's been an absolute monster for the last several years and journey pro wants to feature, you know, 
guys who are good wrestlers, no doubt. Guys like your Christian Rose, guys like your Gary Jays, and ooh, young up and comers like your Kenny Willow. Alfonso's. Yeah, Kenny Kenny's Alfonso. great. Kenny's yeah. great. Kenny's great. But he's gonna have to wait because it's my time now. Wow, that that's a bold statement, especially in a promotion. And, and for those of you guys that don't know. Journey Pro is a little bit different than everything else we have here in Kansas City. Uh, in some cases, for some fans, it's probably a good thing. For other fans, maybe not so much. But when you talk about hard hitting, I don't think anybody's doing what Journey Pro is doing. We talk about the Howlets and, and some of these other guys on that roster. It, it's going to be hard to stand out. But but you did that. And in doing that, you aligned yourself with the Monarch. And I know you mentioned them just a few moments ago. Talk about that. Because I think there are some people especially on the other side of the state, no disrespect, but they, they are putting on shows called St. Louis versus the world. So let's keep it a buck here. <laughs> what makes you feel that aligning yourself with a guy that you call one of the best wrestlers on the planet, Jeremy Wyatt will do for you and what's in it for him? I guess I'm curious to know. Uh, the great thing about Wyatt is that he just doesn't give a shit. Um, he doesn't care what is cool in wrestling. He doesn't care what is popular or what's uh, just going to drive eyeballs or make a nice gif in his match. Uh, he's in there. Even though he can do that too. Yeah, For those of you can, who haven't seen the can. gif about him pulling the chair out from the, the girl, that's that's legendary. That's one of the best gifts in pro wrestling history. Sure, speaking. but that's window <laughs> dressing. can do that too. <laughs> but that's window dressing because the dude can wrestle an hour uh, go to a time limit draw and then be doing jumping jacks, taunting the guy as the refs pull him apart. You know, like he's an absolute machine. And that uh, is something that I empathize with because ultimately this is a combat sport. It's about what you can do between those ropes. It's not about going viral or, you know, having a moment necessarily. It's about getting the job done between the ropes. So you feel like you've been co-signed, Luke? You feel like... And again, you're tired of waiting for people to acknowledge you, but now people have no choice because when a guy like that puts the stamp on you, which you and I were talking backstage and I, you're not usually an approachable guy. I appreciate you giving me a few minutes after the AWR show. Oh, come on. Well, you know, when you're in, the, bro, when you're locked in, I'm not messing what with you. What a passive aggressive thing to say to somebody. I'm just saying the man was the competition. I'm not crazy. I'm not I'm just, a man's I just observed this. I'm just observing. still showing out the side of his neck. Come on, man. I'm not stupid, bro. I'm a big guy, but I know when a man is on fire, you stay, you leave him. You leave him. You step away from the fire. So I you don't you don't him. talk to the pitcher when he's throwing a perfect game. Exactly, bro. You, you you absolutely killed it. So I I'll, t- I'll take it. Like, I'll take it that way. Okay. okay. Well, I appreciate That's that. Fair. See, there you go, Douglas. You always jump into conclusions on me, man. I'm getting sick of that with you. Tired of it. Are you gonna ask your question? Well, well, absolutely. Okay. 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 Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the rubber stamp, do you feel like now that adds maybe even another level of pressure? She's like, okay, I've been co-signed by a guy that's a made man. So do you feel like that adds another layer of pressure to you moving forward? I'm curious. Uh, you know, I can't really speak for Jeremy or I don't take it as like an endorsement or anything like that. I think that we both appreciate the same things in wrestling and have similar uh, goals and ideas of what this should be and what Journey Pro's future should be. Um, do I have any uh, expectation to live up to because of him? No. Like, I've proven that I'm one of the best damn performers that this city has. Um, he wouldn't have uh, 
uh, gone in on this with me uh, if I hadn't already proved that. So I have nothing left to prove to anybody. I'd love to hear that. Well, can I Richard, jump in real quick? Yeah, absolutely. I was going to give when you did the mindset that, you know, I, could, I, I could basically do this interview alone. But, it's it's know, okay, but that's why, you know, I'm here to save professional wrestling. I've been doing so and uh, saving the show. Um, when did the mindset change, Luke? Uh, you know, it, it seems like, uh, you know, this this kind of acknowledge me thing, which I, I completely respect and support uh, with your talent level and, and what you've done is there. But when did that kind of mindset change? Are you like, you know what? Fuck all of you. It's my turn. Um. I think it was starting to crack a little bit. Uh, I think uh, I started to really feel it at the last journey show, actually, when I was in a random six person tag match with random ass partners and a filler spot on the card after I stole the show with Everett Connors at Die Hard is a Christmas. Die Hard 2 is also a Christmas movie, whatever unwieldy <laughs> title that was named. Um, Gotta love them. And then, uh, <laughs> They're very creative with their names. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then, uh, you know, during my match with JDX and after uh, that didn't go the way I wanted to, it, you know, it occurred to me that something had to change. Um, because here I am, homegrown talent in front of a Kansas City crowd. Half of those people wanted to see JDX kick my ass. And you know what? Uh, that's okay. It's a free country. You can cheer for whoever you want. Amen. But, uh, uh, you know, clearly uh, trying to achieve inner peace, representing the enlightenment, clearly that's not going to get me to the level that I want. And ultimately... Uh, I think I just needed that last little push from Jeremy in the ring, reminding me that, yes, I do look like a million bucks. I am one of the best goddamn professional wrestlers in this city, um, and I'm not going to be a cartoon character anymore. Absolutely. And and just this is just maybe for me, maybe some of the listeners we have right now are viewers that are just kind of a little bit um, uh, more kind of curious about it. So is your is your mindset now? If you're in my way, it's t- you're going down. Or are you looking for somebody in particular? You're going to have to wait and see on the I specifics. Like I like it. I'll leave. I'll leave it at that. I like but it. Trust, Smart but guy. Tr- but trust. But trust me. You don't want to be in me or Jeremy Wyatt or anyone else who's with us. Away. What do you mean? What do you mean? Anyone else who's with you? Or, or you... I'm in. Tr- that's I, I, yes. I said what I said. Okay. All right. I take it at face value. I got you, but I am intrigued as well. Okay. Am I allowed to swear on here? I should have clarified. Oh, that absolutely. I can't. Okay. 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 Cool. Fuck yeah. Here, All right. <laughs> yeah. We're like the game lobby in modern warfare right now. Let's go. Okay. Fuck it all. No, bro, you, ever been in NBA, <laughs> you ever been in an NBA 2K lobby? In a what? NBA 2K lobby? I don't play that weak shit, Renee. That Come shit's on. out of control, bro. People, uh, never mind. We'll, we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> oh, no. my God. No. So, Renee, I, I, do you... have, I do have a question. I want to jump back in. So, we, we started with the kind of the current stuff. I want to go backwards. So, bro, Please. there's a part of me that's got like a, a, um, a particular affinity for you because of when I started going to indie shows, it was at Metro. Mm-hmm. And it, what great timing here by my my brother Sonny Money, um, Vega and Fitchit and <laughs> Luke and Graham, dude. 
maybe maybe no one will ever think about this when you're off and, and killing the game worldwide, which I fully expect for you to do here within the next couple of years. But, bro, for us, those Metro matches with you and Jalistico and it, – dude, it, it was just something special about that place, man. Can you, can you possibly attempt to take us back in history a little bit and talk a little bit about your experience at Metro Pro here in Kansas City, Casey Wolves, that whole deal? Because I know for some of us fans, especially the Buffet Club guys, that that's that has a near and dear spot inside of our hearts, bro. I hope you know that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, Metro uh, will always be really important to me um, because going to a Metro show in January of 2011 was what made me want to get into professional wrestling. Like I'd always, I'd followed it, and you know, eleven was, years ago now. Yeah, years, it's bro. wild, Crazy. craziness. <laughs> but you know, I'd. I'd gotten back into it later in high school and like stayed current with it through college kind of like you know keep it on the dl you know because it wasn't the cool thing but like uh going to that show yeah but going going to that show uh and just like really being captivated by the energy of it is, is what made me want to get into this you know for real um and you know uh, i remember thinking just to tie this back to current events um seeing in the opening random as tag match, there was a guy named Jeremy Wyatt. And I remember thinking in the car on the way home, talking to my dad, like, I'm pretty sure that Jeremy Wyatt guy was the best wrestler on the show. Uh, and that was over a decade ago. And look what he is now. He's even somehow still, even better. Still right. Ain't nothing <laughs> right. Um, no, Metro uh, was very special. It was great to finally uh, get to compete there uh, with Graham. Um, I'm sad that we didn't get there sooner, honestly. Um, uh, I know... Uh, we had several like fun matches, but uh, I really enjoyed the one we had with the twins, um, which I think when NWO was starting up, uh, I was told that that was the match that they used to audition commentators. They played that Metro match for them and had them, you know, dub their commentary over that to try them out. So that was kind of a compliment there. Yeah, but... they, they they did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey. Yeah, my man, uh, myself, and uh, I think my guy Jay Hollywood, who's now working with UFC Hall of Famer uh, Pat Milicic, uh, also auditioned for that role. So, oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I think Gabe Miller got that job along mm -hmm. with some. Uh, I can't remember the first guy's name who passed away. You remember that first NWO commentator, bro? He's super cool. And then he ended up um, Kentucky Fried Wrestling. Man, what was Buddy's name, though? He's cool. Scott something. God forgive me for Is that, that trademarked? What? Kentucky Fried Wrestling. I feel like Yeah, I believe it belonged to Scott. And I, I can't okay. remember, Yeah, I can't remember what his last name was, but he was one of the original commentators for NWL. Cool shit. Yeah. Uh sorry, Luke, go ahead. No, I mean I I'm not sure what else I had. I don't remember the, the second gentleman's name because I had like five matches for the NWL, so I wasn't a huge part of that company, but right. um but uh, yeah, Metro will always uh, have a special place in my heart. Um, great way. venue, great atmosphere. It's like the perfect indie wrestling venue because it's the perfect size for several hundred people. Um, the bleachers give everyone a good seat at, there at the Turner Rec Center. And um, yeah, you, you, you couldn't draw it up any better than that, honestly. I um, miss those days, man. Yeah, and, though, uh, you know, to give credit where it's due, like, I think Journey's got a really, really good thing going with their new venue. I really like the kind of unfinished, you know, underground fight club vibe the place has. So uh, I think there's no reason it can't. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever, like, 
the atmosphere is not the same because it's a different style of venue, right. but uh, it's nothing to sleep on there. It's a really great spot if you haven't checked out Agnes yet. Yeah, shout out to Hartzell, Walter, Chris, and DJ. You guys are absolutely killing, man. We love you guys. I can't wait to have those guys back on the show. Indeed. Uh, Dick, what do you got? Let me jump in here real quick because, you know, Luke is someone that's as experienced as you and done so many different things. Uh, as a young wrestler, you know, like myself two years in, uh, you know, and trying to do the right thing. Um, your motto of uh, right now with, uh, you know, with get out of my way thing. I want to know what you're, if, if someone were to approach you, uh, you know, and you're willing, if you're free and you aren't as busy and you aren't getting ready to, you know, go out there, <clears throat> that's a young guy. What advice do you give him? What if, if Luke Langley 11 years ago were to ask, uh, you know, one of the vets in the back or one of the, the guys in the back uh, a question, um, how would you expect him to respond? And then in return, if you could double up on this one, I don't throw a lot at you. Um, how do you respond to young talent today? And what's what a bit of advice do you give them to, to stay on the straight and narrow in this uh, industry that could kill you in about a month? Sure. Um, a lot of questions in there, I guess. Sorry uh, about that. that no, that's no, that's, that's all right. That's all right. Um, despite being slandered as being, you know, an incredibly hostile person on the show thus far uh, and wildly unapproachable, um, I love <laughs> talking. I love talking about wrestling with just about anybody. So if any younger talent or older talent for that matter wants to come up and talk about, you know, pick my brand about anything real, wrestling related, um, I'm happy to do that. Um, not that I guess the first thing I would say, uh, you know, to any young guy who's like asking for my advice is like, don't treat anybody's word as the gospel because ultimately, like step back here you know you keeping it 100 or however the kids say it these days like you know i'm not a guy who's like ever like paid his bills 100 with wrestling or anything like that i'm not a guy who's ever been on television so consider the source like i can tell you stuff that has been useful to me but you might go talk to someone who's been on tv for 15 years because you want to show them later and if they tell you something different do what that guy tells you you know um, I would say for young talent, um, go out and get as many reps as possible. Um, me and Graham, you know, we didn't really have like a famous trainer or anybody to network us in. So we just kind of got started on one show, met a guy who ran a show in Oklahoma and just kind of branched out from there. And we got to wrestle a lot of places. And unfortunately, like most of the time when we got to these places, we were already kind of the best wrestlers there. And any reps are going to be valuable when you're in those first couple of years, just because you need experience getting in front of any crowd. Uh, but ultimately to improve, you have to get around people who are better than you. You have to wrestle people who are going yeah. to lead you through a match, who are going to give you input uh, in things that you've never thought of. Um, you know, me and Graham were trained by uh, the good Reverend Chad Sullivan out of Osiris, Kansas. Um, I think he'd be the first to admit he's not the most like accomplished in the world of, you know, professional wrestling, but uh, he didn't teach us anything that was wrong that needed to be corrected. And we were always safe and he didn't take advantage of us for money. So that's better than a lot of people get. That's a win. That when is they're a win. training, you know, <laughs> um, but I don't feel like I really started to put the pieces together as a performer until 2016-ish when Trevor Murdoch uh, briefly had his school with Derek McQuinn here in Kansas mm -hmm. City and I started working out with him and just as importantly uh, Mike Seidel several times Oh, week. oh my god, Mike so, is amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually got to meet Mike and Mark Sterling uh, mm -hmm. and Wyatt 
early on when me and Graham were training back in 2011. Um, but then really like recorrect, reconnected with Mike, uh, and started training with him a lot, um, during that several month stretch in 2016 and getting in there, learning to like call it in the ring step by step. And, you know, not just like give me three elbows and take a tackle or something like that, but like actually like put together a good, exciting match that made sense and be able to communicate it on the fly. Like that was next level shit for me at that time. And it's something that I've, uh, continued to hone and i really pride myself on now so um get around people who are better than you um get around good influences um and, you know and get to these shows where there is like talent that you can actually pull from because any reps are good when you're new but at a certain point if you're consistently the best wrestler on the show you need to try to wrestle other places um the other thing too i would say um and this is the most practical thing um have three things for when a guy comes up and asks, so what do you do? If you give them three things, you know, because if, if, if I ask, you know, someone who I've never met, like, you know, what do you do? And they can rattle off three things. I can probably put together a match out of that. So, um, yeah, that, that'd be my quick, uh, practical advice there. Man, that, that actually, thank you for that because I actually need it because I've been running into that, actually that same problem. It's, you know, it's, it's putting that stuff together. So that actually, thank you for that. That helps me a lot too. Uh, you know, and I know Renee likes to talk, uh, you know, some of your career stuff with you, but one more question before I, uh, I start, I want to kind of lean more back to it. If it's, if that's cool, um, you always have the opportunity to look back and reflect in hindsight and things. And, uh, my question for you is, uh, just simple. What, what's the one thing you look back on and go, man, I wish I would have done this. And, and it's bad to look mm-hmm. on that, but maybe what bit of advice do you have to go? If I was, if I could teleport back in time, here's what I'm telling Luke Langley in 2015, 2016. Sure. Uh, I wish I would have wait not waited until, you know, uh, over five years into my career to get in great physical condition. Like that sounds super obvious. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm 34 now. So like, you know, biologically I'm kind of past my like, you know, peak athletic prime, you know, it's like a mind fuck when I'm in like watching NFL draft coverage and people are talking about, you know, replacing these veterans who are several years younger than me, you know, right like, like, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I wish I would have emphasized the conditioning uh, and the physical development part earlier on, uh, um, you know, that, but ultimately like, everything you know that i've done had you know had to happen to kind of get me to where i'm now and and kind of get me into the current mindset that i have so you know there's no use like you know looking back wistfully or anything like that but uh i'd like to think that i I could have uh you know probably developed as a performer uh a little better and you know like i kind of touched on my last answer like i wish that me and graham had spent less time uh in certain places early Mm -hmm. in our development and, and like tried to get to like a metro sooner than we did back in like 2015 uh, because there was a ton of great talent there that we could have benefited from had we gotten there a little sooner. Absolutely. Derek Stone, Mark Sterling, the list yeah. goes on and on. The guys that we're bringing from St. Louis, just absolutely awesome. And I do want to throw it because Sonny's been such a trooper sticking with us throughout the uh, duration of the show. Here's a question directly. Shout out to Sonny before you ask that. That's awesome. Thank you, Sonny. That is a great question. So there it is for you, uh, Mr. Langley. What is the most important thing to Luke when it comes to professional wrestling and it's kind of a generic question uh but maybe you can uh give us some insight i mean ultimately 
ultimately it's about developing an emotional connection with the crowd. And I know that maybe sounds weird coming from someone like me who does wrestle a more like action packed, you know, into your style, you know, what have you. But I believe that you can have a tremendous athletic contest that emotionally invests people because it's, it's about doing cool things at the right time after they already care about you. Um, there's nothing worse than like when I do something, I was like, that came off good. Why isn't the crowd like really responding, oh, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, it's ultimately like, what's the point of what we're doing? It's to create an emotional connection uh, to cause a suspension of disbelief so that they will pay money to see two people try to hurt each other, you know? Um, a certain segment of fans will, will pay just because they want to see, uh, you know, Hey, the, I like both these guys and, you know, I want to see them do their, their comedy spots, or I want to see these guys do their flips, or I want to see these guys just, you know, chop each other a million times, you know, um, or I want to see a crazy ass death match, you know, if you're, if that's your flavor. And, and I think they're a great death match wrestlers. So I don't mean that in like a disparaging way, but like. Yeah, shout ultimate, out to our boy, Madman Pondo, G Raver. Um, yeah, all those guys, Nick yeah, Sitton, yeah, yeah. long, long time members L- of the rest of the top right. But ultimately, it's like you know, people want to see a fight, and they want to believe there's a personal issue between these guys, and they want to, you know, they want this guy to kick the other guy's ass, or vice versa. That's what ultimately draws money. There you go. Well, absolutely, well said. I've got one last question, and then <clears throat> if you would appease us um, from doing our research, we hear. That you do you hear that? If you could appease us, Luke, that is so passive aggressive, Renee. <laughs> Speak with I'm, I'm just, That's I'm, all I'm, I'm saying. Asking politely, man. You not know anything about interview etiquette? You need to go back and do your homework. Point being, I want some. I want to show you something and kind of get your thoughts, and then maybe we can have a little bit of a trivia challenge. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be pro wrestling trivia, and I absolutely suck at it. So you're <laughs> likely going to win. But let me go I ahead and share that. this image. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he can co-sign me because I'm absolutely awful. So here is the image, and I just want to get your reaction looking at this image. Well, that looks familiar. Okay, <laughs> as it should. This, uh, for those who don't know, uh, this is Luke Langley kicking the head off of our friend Walter Fulbright, who's been a guest on the show here several times at a journey pro show um you care to explain yourself what is what is the meaning of this sir what the hell is going on in this picture and you say here coming soon so can you shed any light for us on what's coming beyond what happened in this picture go ahead well the coming soon just uh alludes to the fact that uh this graphic will be available uh for purchase in some kind of medium whether (laughs) t-shirt whether t-shirt form or otherwise uh but uh you know in terms of like what does that moment mean to me i mean that is the moment when people realize that uh luke langley is done fucking around okay you Uh, kick the owner bro that dude's not even a wrestler why would you do that frankly it's insulting that someone would sit in the ring uh with the talent like jeremy wyatt and try to lord the fans opinion over him like jeremy wyatt's a gift to journey pro wrestling i'm a gift to journey pro wrestling the fact that we're there performing for them at the level that we do and they want to trot him out you know and let the fans you know talk shit he on him the owner. Just... he's 
He's the owner. That doesn't matter. That, that doesn't, doesn't mean matter. anything. What are you talking about? All it is is a title. Oh, my God. You know what? You guys are out of line. If you want to kill a snake, you cut off the head. Wow. Well, get well soon, Walter. We know your health has not been the best over the last couple of months. Then you add a super kick to the chin immediately. I, I mean, I just I, I just don't even know what to say. But you know what? In my this- defense as well, Jeremy told him to take off his glasses. Should have listened. The guy told him, Renee. The guy told him. The guy told him. Okay. All right. Well, you know, maybe if I was Walter, I, I would have. I don't know what I would have done. I, I, I respect it. I respect someone who's going to take action. I really did. In all seriousness, you got to yes, respect yes, that, yes. Renee. Go ahead. Go ahead and, and attack an owner, a guy who's probably never been in the wrestling ring in that fashion ever. You just it's not our right problem. Face. I just, it just doesn't sit well with me, man. I'm sorry. I just, I agree. Uh, you know, let's agree to disagree here. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. Okay. Yep. Well, whatever. You know what? You know what? I, I'm, I'm kind of, I've gotten to the point here tonight where I, I can kind of feel the energy that you guys are bringing against me. So instead of just talking trash, which I could easily do from a safe distance, <laughs> um, I would rather challenge Luke Langley to tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. We're going to be in a sphere where we're both comfortable, which is um, far, far away from each other, but also talking about professional wrestling. So Dick Douglas, would you do us a favor and and officiate tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge Please. i've been prepared for months for this moment no i actually i just got told a half hour ago we're doing this and i'm the host of the wrestle talk podcast james show. normally it's so me normally i'm pitted against a genius like herb simmons or some encyclopedia of wrestling and then the fans give them the answer to the damn question before i could even answer it so i'm glad to be in this seat are you guys ready for me to begin this let's fire it up Hell Let's yeah. Go, Welcome to this week's edition of the world famous game show challenge featured right here on the Russell Talk podcast. Tonight's contest is set for the best two out of three falls. That means the first person to answer two questions right is the winner. Tonight, our contestants are, of course, Luke Langley and the Night Owl. And uh, in this game show, guys, I'm just going to ask you three questions revolving around one particular professional wrestling topic. And whenever you think you have the answer, just shout it out. There's no button. There's no buzzer because those things don't work anyway. Does that sound fair? We're so family views. Cool. I'm just saying. So I'm sorry. I'm not. I, I'm not even looking at you, Renee. I'm just telling you this now. I'm uh, just surprised <laughs> you can read. I just. I am. I'm impressed. That's okay. Tonight's uh, podcast uh, game show challenge category is titled Number One. I will give you a series of facts about three professional wrestlers who entered Number One in the Royal Rumble match. And of course, again, when you think you guys know the answer, shout it out. Does that sound good? Okay. Let's do it. Awesome. Question number one. This two-time WWF and E Hall of Famer entered number one in the 1988 Royal Rumble. He went on to be... Ric Flair. No. He went on to be the best there is... Bret Hart. Bret Hart. There we go. One nothing, Luke Langley. Come on! I didn't need to finish that one. I didn't need to finish that one. That okay, was that's okay. what I like to hear. Okay, just, Thank you, I gotta, Luke. I gotta get Keep it short. Sure. Put him out of his misery. Let's move Shut on up. down I'm the road, right? Just, just, come on. <laughs> Question number two. This two-time WWE and F Hall of Famer entered number Booker one. T. No. 
in the 1993 Royal Rumble. Ric Flair. There you go. One nothing. Yeah. So I, that, one, Renee one. was sitting on that though, Luke. I mean, that he that yeah, was just yeah. a go-to answer I that he had. Started in the one, you know, when the title was vacant. I remember that. Okay. There you go. Question number three, and if it's tied up, we do. It's one to one. We don't have to worry about that. Yeah. 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 Never mind. I lied. <laughs> the. <laughs> The 1998 Royal Rumble. This man entered the the Rumble at number one, at number 16, and at number 28 in the 1998 Royal Rumble. As mankind, mankind, Mick Foley. I'm gonna go with the ladder on this one. Luke Langley, you beat Renee what? Martinez. Oh, no. I heard it. I don't care. I'm the official. I'm the official. Let me let Luke me get Langley. Let, let me get let me get. Yeah, he only screwed Night Owl. Is that, well, is that where we're going let, with here? Go let's let's check the tape because if 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 it was the mankind personality that was number one, then it was probably Renee. But if it was just any of the other faces of Foley, then it should be me because I said yeah, no. I think it was. Hold on, let's check Love. the tape. No, no, it was Cactus Jack, then Dude Love, yeah, then Mankind. So it it, I guess if we go by that measurement, you won. Well, I'm giving it to Luke. Congratulations, Luke Langley. Oh, what a bunch of crap! Boo! <laughs> oh man, eat it, Renee. Now you know how I feel. No, it's okay. <laughs> you bad guys Luke. stick together. I fucking hate it. It pisses me off. Well, anyway, it, it wasn't the it wasn't the dominant win that I was hoping for, but uh, <laughs> I will I will take it. I was just most... going to answer Ric Flair, no matter what the information was. Let's just be. I got one. Yeah, no, no question. Well, listen, as we close out this interview, uh, um, Smoke and Ace, thank you, bro. Thank you for what you're doing to shed that caricature of yourself. Uh, the, 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 the stuff that you were doing before to appease the fans, like you mentioned, and, and I am one of those fans that I love to see the character element, but it feels to me like you're kind of letting it all hang loose now. And some of us who have been watching you for close to 10 years now, man, we've been waiting for this moment. Uh, it's going to be a privilege to see you do what you do inside the ring, um, whether it be in Kansas, Missouri. I mean, you're all over the damn place, right? You, you've had to have covered at least five, six states at this point. Am I right? Like total, uh, well over five or six days. Well, yeah. I'm just wondering. I'm sure. Yeah, I, sure, I don't sure. have the range that I had a couple of years ago when uh, like me and Graham used to drive, you know, do Sunday shows in Austin, Texas and drive back through the night so I could get to work on Monday morning. And he used to wrestle semi-frequently out in New York city for battle club pro. It's been a while since I've been out there, but yeah, now Arkansas, Oklahoma, getting back down to Texas a little bit uh, here in the coming months. So that'll be exciting too. Um, I think we need to see a little bit more uh, Luke Langley in the Southern Illinois, St. Louis area. Can you do something about that, Dick Douglas? I know you can. You're a string pulling kind of guy. Well, a string puller, a professional wrestler, and I'm a man of change and initiative. And I'd love to have Luke Langley right there in St. Louis, uh, kicking ass and taking names like well, always. You know how to get a hold of me. That's Absolutely. Right. <laughs> well, brother, thank you so much. Uh, two be- last bits of business before you go. Number one, man, welcome in. Uh, as the newest member of the Wrestle Talk family here for episode uh, 393, and number two, man, where can people catch up with you on social? And more importantly, where can they see you do your thing next? Sure, uh, social, uh, just Luke Langley on Facebook. I'm not hiding anywhere there. 
uh, Twitter and Instagram, it's the same. It's at Luke Langley MD. A uh, couple upcoming shows. Uh, my next show is actually going to be um, Sunday, May 15th, uh, down in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, World Class and several other companies are collaborating. We're doing a tribute show for uh, Jermaine Johnson, who was a, uh, a really dear friend of mine who recently passed due to early heart failure. Um, uh, if I can put the brakes on just a second, like uh, sure. I can't, I can't put over Jermaine enough. Um, other than Graham and Mike Seidel, he's one of the three most important people uh, in my wrestling journey. When I talked about getting around people who are better than you, he was one of the first guys that me and Graham got to be ar- around who got to like really recalibrate the way we thought about wrestling and the way we approached it. Um, so he will be a uh, really uh, deeply missed uh, obviously by his his wife and his children that he leaves behind but uh, by anyone who knew him as a wrestler and, and as a friend so uh, we love you Jermaine and I'm excited to, to be a part of that tribute show that we're doing uh, for him on uh, again May 15th in Wichita um, beyond that um, uh, May 21st uh, world class North Richland Hills I'll be tagging with Graham for the first time in quite some time and uh, uh, that question I, came up earlier yeah, about whether or not you guys would and there it was uh, will we guess do we see you guys working together ever again I think that, that's a great yes question. we that's will you will in just a couple weeks in North Richland Hills Texas for world class um, uh, the end of the month uh, Journey Pro Wrestling just announced uh their uh, next show may 27th that's a friday uh, back there at agnes uh after that um uh, i'll be down in uh, uh, tulsa for wrestling for a cause uh defending my uh heavyweight championship there against uh this young cat named tommy dean and uh i'm expecting it to get pretty violent there on may 28th um and in june uh a couple shows lined up but the one i'm really looking forward to is in springfield missouri uh, for Mid-States Wrestling, uh, I will be defending Shout my Mid-States. Shout out to the Space Cowboy and those guys out there killing shit out there. You're the heavyweight champ for MSW, aren't you? I am. I, I won it uh, a few months ago from uh, Ro- Gary Roosevelt Graham. Uh, shout out to this too. fun trivia while we're talking about it. Uh, Space Cowboy Jason Jones is the first man to ever book Luke Langley uh, on June 4th, 2011 in Harrison, Arkansas. Um, so getting to to uh, win their championship is a kind of a cool full circle moment for me. And I actually had my fourth ever match against Gary back in 2011. So that was a cool moment there, but, but back to the t- uh, matter at hand, uh, June 25th, Springfield, Missouri, Mid-States wrestling, a rematch of the Mid-States wrestling 2021 match of the year, Luke Langley versus Colton Theron Vaught. Uh, and this time, for the belt, so that's, that's what I'm my ass off for. That's driving distance for me, so yeah, you won't you won't want to miss it. Ah, I know, absolutely. Jason's been telling me for years, get your ass down here, Dick Douglas. Any final thoughts for the smoking ace? Man, thanks for taking the time. I I know it's uh it's a busy it's it's a little bit more difficult, especially as the night goes on to you know take the time out of your day. So I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, really uh, appreciate the thoughts and uh, kind of give me some a little bit of advice so I could ask a, a question for the fans, but really for me, you know, so I really appreciate that. Um, and I uh, look forward to speaking with you in the future. And thank you so much for uh, for tonight. And I hope that you keep kicking ass and taking names and it's time for everyone to start really uh, falling in line. I think that's the plan, man. And on a personal note, Luke, keep killing shit for killer city. All right, bro. 
Hats off. We'll catch you next time. See you guys. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, the smoking ace, Luke Langley. And, and let me just say, what an honor it is to see somebody progress in their career and get to a point where they develop that level of confidence. Oh, yeah. I'm not so sure if we would have booked this interview even three, five, six years ago that we would have gotten the kind of insight that we got from Luke Langley. What, what an incredible person, worker, a guy that's earned respect the old-fashioned way by doing the work, doing the drives, and continuing to get better every single time, bro. What, what a privilege it is to interview guys like him and Tyler Bodine. Wouldn't you agree with that? Oh, God, yes. Uh, I'm sorry I got invaded here, but, you know, little dog <laughs> always takes priority. Uh, you know, we had a great show tonight, Renee, uh, with Tyler and Luke both, but to have their insight, have their knowledge, we gave something to, to the, the podcast tonight that I think uh, is one that we're going to have to replicate and then some, because, man, how, how great was this tonight? Two great minds, two great talents, and uh, both, uh, again, eyes to keep out for uh, them in the near future. No doubt. And it would have been even better if y'all could have jammed out with me some of the damn music that I was playing. We're going to continue to work on that, guys. From a it will. Work in progress. Absolutely. Well, I can only say this. Tonight was an absolute pleasure for me, sir. You didn't show up on time, but you definitely delivered. Maybe it's just your thing to make a spectacular entrance and a great outro with that beautiful pup sitting on your lap. You got to tell us what the name is. Oh, this is Mally. He's one of my buddies. Uh, I'm a dog lover. That there you go. There's your there's your uh, non Dick Douglas uh, thought process today. I'm a big dog guy. So anytime I see a dog, I pick him up and I uh, especially. Did I accuse you of being a cat guy earlier in the show? Yeah, you did. That's why I got pissed. You know, I'm going to talk my about bad. my escapades outside of you know what we do on camera. Then maybe I'm a cat guy, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're a bad man. I, right, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the president of professional wrestling, a man starting a revolution to save the sport that we all know and love. Richard Douglas, I am the Night Owl. We will catch you guys next week for episode 394 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. All things Wrestle Talk podcast available to you 24-7 over at, you got to know this, right? What's our website? Come on, Douglas, putting you on the spot. WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Boom, baby. You guys have a good night. Peace.